black. <laughs> Hello and welcome to show 109 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yes, 109 smashing! Welcome everyone! Do you know, I almost forgot what episode it was and I had to think about that as I said it. <laughs> I was so like, good. I was thinking, shit, what episode is it? I never checked. <laughs> I've, I've lost track. <laughs> oh dear. Can't do that. I know, I know. So, what do you what do you think of, of the intro that we had this week? What do you think of that? I think it's smashing. I'm quite excited to see that, and and hearing it is just lovely. Thank you, Mister Bad Hairdo. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It, it reminded me a little bit of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air somehow, in a weird sort of way. A little bit. It's sort of storytelling going on there. Yeah, yeah. And he was right. He got it. He got us all spot on. I reckon. You know. Oh yes, absolutely. What is with the weird accent? What is going on there? I can't imagine what you're referring to, Stuart. <laughs> oh, is is that because there's an English person missing? Is that why you're doing it? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize there was an English person missing. I mean no disrespect with this. I don't know quite what happened. I came into school yesterday morning, found myself unable to speak in any other manner. Oh, my God. Have you been Stay practicing? Long, students insisting. What are you talking like that for? I can't, I can't imagine what you mean, you know. Silly children. Did you just go into sort of a, 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 a kind of French accent then for a second? You know, I you did know. not. <laughs> At some point I will. I did not That's go not... into a French accent. <laughs> I think it's sort of a confluence of a number of things. I've been watching uh, Downton Abbey. Have you been seeing this program on the BBC? No, Sky One, I believe it is. Uh, no, it is on the BBC, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's on the fantastic. BBC. I can't recommend it enough. I've seen bits of it. I've never watched a whole episode. Fant- Have you seen the film Gosford Park? Yes, many years ago. That was yes, a fantastic film written by a man named Julian Fellows. Well, so turns out that uh, Downton Abbey is written by the same gentleman, and his mother was quite an interesting woman, uh, lived a sort of upper-class aristocratic life, and so she had a lot of experience in uh, the sort of posh social circles. But the interesting thing about both Gosford Park and Downton Abbey is that both of them also concern themselves with the lives of the servants below stairs as well. So you have a sort of upstairs-downstairs kind of ethic, if you will. And, of course, add to this mix the fact that my advanced placement literature students are all reading Jane Austen right now, and I find myself sort of surrounded by a sort of heady brew of uh, British aristocracy, and I find myself talking in a way that suits that particular milieu. You're definitely going into a French accent every now and again there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm speaking with people who are actually British, they're much more willing to call out my inconsistencies or what have you. But I've had more than a few students and other teachers, in fact, even say, it sounds like a very decent British accent. But I'm often very reluctant to try it when I'm on this particular podcast because I know you two gentlemen are so willing to critique and you know actual things about British accents. So it's sort of, I had a student and one time say, oh, it just sort of sounds like you're raising and lowering your voice, Mr. Piotrowski. I said, no, no, there's much more to it than that. Don't you understand, silly girl? Yeah, now, you see, it's sort of, 
is a weird sort of British accent if you lived in a huge mansion house yeah, that's what and I had that's millions sure. of pounds in the bank, you know, but it's not a very common accent, I would say. Yeah, well, no, I would never pretend it was common. In fact, I think if I try common accents, then that's exactly when I go wrong because you all are familiar with actual British accents. And as a, resi- as a result, I uh, find myself flabbergasted as to how to approach that sort of thing. Excellent. Yes. Well, anyway, should we uh, introduce <laughs> each other? I think we should. Um, I, I have got a duke. I think you, you really are a duke this week. There you go. You if see? you take Matthew now, when his whole future is at risk, he will love you to the end of his days. Why, Granny, you're a romantic. I've been called many things, but never that. That's an extra sound clip from Downton Abbey itself. So, Indeed uh, it is. Sort of thing I'm talking about. Uh, Maggie Smith, fantastic Indeed. Actor. Yeah. I don't know any of the other actors in the film, or the series, I should say, but it's uh, quite excellent. There you go. Who'd and have you known? Must... You like British period dramas. Who'd have known? Enjoy them. Now, uh, Julian Fellows is the one I'm most enamored of. He's actually working on a Titanic uh, miniseries to be produced next year. Um, but, um, yeah, I must say I'm not a big fan of Jane Austen. I find her a bit ostentatious, and um, she, she writes in a very florid style that I don't particularly care for. Sort of statements like... Uh, it was not uncommon to, for her to avoid the manor estate for less than two weeks. And you're sitting there figuring out for two minutes exactly what she means by that. Anyway. Anyway. I, anyway, on. I thought it was me who was meant to do story time. Yes. Well, go on. Well, story, story, story time. Well, I have got a little story this week because yes. you start telling your story and I'll begin eating my enormous sandwich. Because obviously, you know. As people heard on the podcast, Chinny couldn't make the Monday night recording as normal, could he? You know, because obviously he had stuff to do, whatever that may have been, but he was busy. In fact, I think he went to a concert, if I'm not mistaken. He went to watch somebody play. Anyway, so we did lots of messing around and we decided on Thursday night to record and I'd have to mess around with no editing because we can't edit when I do it on a Thursday because it's got to be up on Friday for people to download it. Do you see where I'm and going I with And I off the go club at school. Correct. And you had to change uh, stuff at school to... Uh, it's been a it. complete headache for me. Yeah, yeah. I have to mess around your timetable. Worth it, so we can make sure Mr. Chin is in here. So the team is all together, you know, because that's important. Keep yeah. us you introduced me. Did you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm the daddy. Yes. You know, and everyone who hasn't listened before, there is usually someone else here, but unfortunately this week he isn't here. Oh, uh, you must be joking, man. Even though... We messed around with all our timetables to ensure that we record tonight instead of... This was all for his benefit, and he completely yanks the poodle out from yeah, under us. Yeah. And he's got, he's got what's known in the trade as skyviitis. Have you heard of this uh, disease? I not. I would never succumb to such a low-class illness. Yep, skyviitis. Uh, he phoned me up with some fob-off story about him being ill or something and some, like, assignment that he had to do for his master's degree or something. Like. I thought he was all finished with that schooling nonsense. No, apparently he's doing his master's now. <sighs> well, that's never end. Masturbating, if you ask me. That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think he's up to. Um, so unfortunately, he isn't here. So there's just it's just me and you. It's just me and you. Uh huh. Yeah, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Woo. Mm. Um, I did try to get some other people, but then I couldn't be bothered. I did like message around, but there was no one available. So you know, we'll just have to make do, and I, I think we'll be fine. We'll get through it. Well, we'll get there. Yes. You know. Um, I did have another story. I did have another story. All right. Story, story, story time. 
Yeah, I've, I've, you know, struggling with my iPod now that it's broken and all because, like, you know, Greg played that song yet again. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't, I can't believe he played that song again. Do you know when? Do you know when you last hear? Week, I haven't heard the most recent overseas connection. Oh uh, well, no, well the most recent wasn't. It was on last week's. It was on no. last week's, yeah. And he Maybe played. I the... fast-forwarded past it by matter of course. Sometimes when he starts to introduce the song break, I think, oh, I'm just going to give this a miss. I think. Yeah, I think you should talk in your normal accent now. That's that's good. I'm impressed, but you know. No, no, no. Enough I must enough. The entire program. <laughs> enough, so enough. Demonstrate no. my mastery of certain British words like program. Whereas in the United States, we say program. Okay. All right, I'll uh, stop. Yeah, stop now. Um, but yes. Um, yeah, some listeners just, oh, thank God. Yeah, thank, I'm saying thank God. Never mind the listeners. Well, any, any that are left listening, you mean. <laughs> we have exactly three now. I know, yeah. It's like a live show. Everyone's gone. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't, you know, I was like, what are you playing? You know, I know he's trying to get at me, you know, and I get it. But yeah. I heard that song. You should try reverse psychology. You should be like, hey, uh, you should lo- keep playing that song. Yeah, it's keep great. playing I love it. it. It's lovely. Uh, but he played. I've I've heard that. Not him playing it, but I heard that about because that's been around for years. I've heard that the first time about four years ago. I mean, that's not even a new song. It's so old. It's like and the game. Like I mean, the game's so old. Who, who wants to hear a song about a game that's like five years old or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Anyway, uh, I have got another story though. This is this is gaming related. Also, you like this? Uh, have you heard about? Story, story time. Have you heard about this guy from Taiwan who died? Have you heard about this guy? No. Right, basically, he was in an internet cafe, yeah? And he was he was playing an, an MMO. I can't remember which one it is. Just let me double check which Can one you it is. you tell me this guy killed himself because of World of Warcraft no, or something? No, no, nothing like that. I can't find it. I'm just trying to find what he was playing. He was playing some MMO anyway in an internet cafe. But anyway, here's a story. Listen, a Taiwanese man who died while playing video games at an internet cafe was left for hours after fellow gamers failed to notice he was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> the body of Chen Rongyu, 23, was found slumped in a chair at a cafe in New Taipei City on Tuesday night, according to local oh. reports. He was rigid on the chair with his hands stretched out towards the keyboard and mouse police said. <laughs> He'd, oh, See, least... the thing, man. People can't tell whether you're in a really intense gaming session <laughs> exactly. or you're dead. That's a bad sign, people. Le- League of Legends he was playing. Uh, Mr. Chen's body had apparently been sitting there for up to nine hours without oh without any of the 30 other people in the cafe even noticing. You know what? That has to be a lie because one member of his raiding party would have said, Hey, this guy's not pulling his weight, attacking orcs. Whatever the hell you do in League of Legends. He was last seen by a waitress talking on the phone around noon on Wednesday. Uh, an initial police investigation found he might have died from a cardiac arrest. So, he, he, you know, he was triggered by low temperatures, apparently. Um, and apparently he'd been treated for a heart problem in the September of the previous year. Uh, but they're still looking into causes of death. But, okay, what is that all about? So he sat in this internet cafe, died, and no one noticed. <laughs> Just sat there. Dead. That's horrible, man. You used to think, like, oh, maybe I'll fall in the kitchen or something, you know, and, like, nobody will find me for a day. But no, now it's internet cafes. Yep, yep. And I mean, God knows how long you'd been there. Pardon? You all sometimes say calves, don't you? Cafe. No, it's a cafe. Uh, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant sometimes call them calves. Yeah, well, that's a London London thing going to. Is it? Yeah, I'm going to the cafe. Okay. Yeah, you made me say say pardon then, and I can't edit that out now. (laughs) 
Well, let's talk about what you can and cannot edit out. That I know. I know, because normally that would be gone now, because it's like, <laughs> oh, maybe repeat myself. It would be out of the show. It wouldn't even be in, but now it's going to be in, because I can't and edit. so is this conversation. I know, and this conversation is going to be in as well. Or oh, we can move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, if you know what's good for you, don't die in a cafe, because you have a cardiac arrest. Hey. <laughs> no one will notice, and you won't get saved. You will but just. People can't notice. choose whether they're going to die or not. It's not like you start having a cardiac arrest. No, no, not right now, heart. Come on, later on. No, but what's what's amazing to me is right. He had a heart attack, and no one even noticed he was having a heart attack. Well, you know what I mean. That's uh, you know because he's probably so used to being like whatever emotion I'm feeling. It's just the game, so I shouldn't show it on the outside. So then we start having an actual heart attack. It was like, oh God, get attention! No, 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 it's just the game. But he could have been saved. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's horrible. I mean, it's a freaking horrible thing. So this is the takeaway, people. Every hour, get up and stand and walk around. Yeah, everybody, no matter what you're doing, at least once an hour, because otherwise you have this sedentary. Uh... Yeah, deep, deep vein thrombosis, something like that. You'll end up with. Yes, you don't want that. Yeah, don't sit for too long in the same right. place. In fact, if you're listening to this right now, get up and walk around. I'm standing up now. Well, I always cook when I'm listening to podcasts, so I'm always moving around. Well, shit, all day at school, I'm wandering around the room, yakking at kids and moving to keep their attention. So I get home, it's like, I'm time to sit down, do nothing. Is, is that moving around in some crazy pants at all? No, but I am wearing my crazy pants right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know when They're I saw awesome. that. Those who haven't seen them, you should go to the website. Uh, it's in the forums. Uh, I took a picture of my crazy new pants. Crazy. They're Gears of War 3 pants. They're totally ludicrous. But they're very comfortable. They're made of this flannel material. It's very nice. They had Call of Duty pants, but they didn't look very good. Like, they were this really, really stupid fake camouflage, and then the Call of Duty logo stamped all over them. Now, these had the Gears of War 3 logo stamped all over them, granted, and I'm not the biggest Gears of War 3 fan in the world, but I do like it, and the color scheme is awesome. It's like black and gray and red, so they actually work in terms of the way it looks. The Call of Duty pants are more fitting to what I tend to play, but the color scheme isn't as preferable, so... And to be fair, you did only pay $9 for them. I paid $9 for them, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they weren't. You could have bought both, to be honest, at $9 a pair, couldn't you? Yes. And I thought about it, but then I was like, you know what? I don't know. It seems silly. And I mean, no, I don't need two pairs of pants. Well, I did buy two pairs, but the other one was a plaid blue one because I have some blue shirts. And here's this really ridiculous part. The reason I wanted to get the black and red, these Gears of War pants, and then the blue plaid is because I like to have pants that match my shirt even though i'm just bumming around at home you know what i mean like this is just for lounging around in the house nobody's gonna see me but i still if i'm wearing a black shirt i want to wear some black sweatpants or whatever it is so it's very ridiculous is that just in case someone comes knocking at the door and you don't want to look like out of place when you answer the door you don't want to look like you're coordinated sort of just get in the habit of making sure that my clothes match so that i can look somewhat sophisticated when i leave the house making sure that your clothes match Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but you're saying you only wear them around the house, so you're not going to be leaving the house in the morning. No, I know, but, but see, if I get lazy about doing it while I'm at the house, I might get lazy about doing it when I leave the house. Okay, I do, I do see, but it's, it's an interesting about establishing logic. habits, man. I guess. Yes. Anyway, this is not why people have tuned into this podcast. <laughs> 
No, that is that is absolutely true. It is not the reason. It's about my pants. Yeah, well, you know, your pants are interesting. I've seen the pants. They're an interesting <laughs> pair of pants. Glad you're interested in my pants. <laughs> and you're with it with the with a suede shoes that you had on by any chance? No, no, those are just uh, some slippers I found at Payless. Uh, <laughs> is that like next to the communist game store? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a place called Payless Shoe Source. There's lots of them all over the U.S., and it's very cheap shoes, and they break down very quickly. But they're one of the only places to get cheap slippers. So, every uh. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> oh, those bastards! They're they're not going to waive my parking ticket. Who aren't going to waive your park? Well, did you park illegally? No, I parked in front of my house, and I filed for an application for the little decal to say, I live here, please don't give me a ticket. But they never sent it. And now I said, look, I have a ticket, but I shouldn't have gotten a ticket because you didn't send me the decal for putting it on my car. And they just sent me this email. We have reviewed the circumstances surrounding the blah, blah, blah. We respectfully decline to withdraw it. We believe the ticket to be valid. No, it's not valid. You suck. So, well, let me get this straight. So... You can't park legally in front of your own house. That's correct. It's a designated two-hour parking uh, range because uh, there's a high school right nearby, and they don't want kids just sitting in their cars in one spot and leaving them there all day. They still do it. They just go out every, you know, halfway through the yeah, day. Yeah, a movie. Yeah. But I was sick on Friday, and... I stayed home and I forgot to move my car. We have a driveway, but we never use it because it's it's we share it with the house next door and it's a hassle to get your car in or out if they're not home and whatever. So I just park on the street and I forgot to move the car into the driveway and I got a ticket. I'm like, give me a break! You forgot to send me the decal. Well, have you got proof that you said you applied for it for it? They you know? gave me a confirmation. Yes. And well, they how, say, can they, how can how can they say that? But you didn't get it. I'm like, I know I didn't get it. Well, how can they say that you they, they sort of can still, you know, fine you for parking there if they I didn't know, send it crazy? out? The man's just trying to keep me down. They know about this podcast, and they're like, he's telling the truth. we got to silence him. Give him a parking ticket. God. That's what it is. That's steep, that man. Yeah. Very anyway, steep. this is also not what people tuned in for. No, it isn't, but it is, you know, that's, that's pretty steep, you know, them fining you for parking in front of your own house. It's that's up, right? They yeah, should do terrible. a quick search. Where does this person live? Oh, it's right here. I won't give them a ticket. That yeah. could take two seconds. Yeah, look, everyone's got the internet now. Exactly. They got Everywhere. it in their clipboards, I'm sure. I'm sure they Freaking do. Police, man. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm sure they do. Come on, yeah. So, uh, so, video games... It's been like two weeks since we talked. I know. It seems like ages, doesn't it? I know. And yet, what have I played? Well, I played the same things I'd been playing last time. Skyrim down in the video game gym and uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations and some Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I sent back Resistance 3. Sorry, dude. Maybe at some point I'll go back to it. But right now, shooters just aren't happening in the PS3 because when I'm riding the bike, it's, it's kind of hectic to try a shooter on that. Yeah, that's not ideal, I don't think, while you're riding a bike to try and play a shooter. You need something a bit slower and a bit more that you can take your time with. Like Skyrim! Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. Oh, wait, I even have a sound effect for that. So, um, the other thing I have been playing, just a little bit, because I got it last night, and I came home, and I installed it, and I played it for about an hour. Guess what it is? I have no idea. I mean, that's, you're not even giving me a clue. Okay, it's the first time I've bought a game new since Skyrim. Ah, The Darkness 2. No! Ah. 
Oh, Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yes, I saw someone say something about it on Kotaku, I think, and I saw it. I thought, oh, it's out it, soon, isn't it? And I looked, and I, it's out today. So I went and got it on my way home from bowling, and I installed it, and I started playing it. Now, the thing that bugs me is, you know how you played the demo, right, Stu? I did. You know how you made a character, and you did, like, the first hour of the game? Yep. Wouldn't it be annoying to have to do all that over again? Well, that's the problem with demos. I give you the beginning of the game, though, isn't it? <sighs> I thought it was saving that character I made. Ah, I see. Uh, I mean, if I had known that you'd have to start all over and you get the game, I wouldn't have spent so much time customizing my character in the demo. Who cares in the demo, you know? Yeah. That so whatever. True. It's not that big a deal because it's a good intro. Well, so then, I'm to really a certain extent, right? Wouldn't it be if if they give you a demo that is the beginning of a game like that? Wouldn't it be better if you just did a save point for you and you could just carry on from wherever you were playing in the demo? Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, that, I don't think they ever do that, but that would be the easy way of solving that sort I of think issue. That would be perfect, especially because like I was collecting things, and it's like this will be in your what's and what's when you get the actual game. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, it'd be in your yeah. chest. I mean, maybe it will. I hope it will, but I just thought it was odd that I would not also keep the characters. Eh, whatever. Anyway, uh, it's fun, and, you know, it's a good demo, of course, so the f- playing it again isn't too bad. Um, yeah. Um, I thought there was something else I was going to say about it, but I haven't played enough to really comment on it, because it's the same as the demo, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> R.A. Salvatore, you know, the guy who wrote it? Yeah. He recently went on a website called Reddit, and they do a thing once in a while called AMA, Ask Me Anything, and um, he did. He went on, and like people asked him questions, and he responded to them on this website, and uh, it was very interesting. He, a lot of it was sort of like, your books have changed my life. I think you're the most wonderful person ever, but he was just a really – it's cool to see people like that do that sort of thing and um, you know, just respond to the community and interact rather than being on this high horse, like looking down on the peasants and stuff, so. I mean, I've I've heard a few things about the game. What a lot of people are saying is that the side missions aren't that great. Oh, I wasn't expecting they would and be. And there's hundreds of them, apparently. There's just, like, just see, to I really avoid like them. Like, yeah, that's like Sacred 2 was like that. And it was just like, I love that sort of thing. I really like having a whole lot of side missions, even if they're boring. I'm like, whatever. I can, because, and this is sort of the nerd that I am. I love having things on my to-do list and then going, yes, that's done. So when I finish a mission, it's like such a good feeling, even if it's a completely meaningless, dumb mission. Oh, that would be perfect for you then. <laughs> yeah. But there was someone that I always heard, they played for 60 hours, um, did about 100 side missions plus all the main story missions, and still had about 100 missions still in the list of missions to do. <laughs> wow. You know, so, That's intense. So yeah, you, you're going to be playing it for a while, but apparently the story missions are excellently written and, and really well, yeah, well done. Well, see, that's the thing. R.A. Salvatore's written a lot of fantasy novels and stuff, and I really like the idea, you know, we've said it before, in the demo and at the beginning of the game, you're dead, and it's not as if you like become a zombie or like you do a flashback. You're dead, and then suddenly you're alive. Like That's how the story begins, and I really like that concept, and you know, it's this thing called the Well of Souls, and you have to go and find out how it works and all that. So it's, I'm just, I, I'm very interested. It's very very rare that I'll play a demo. Like even the Darkness 2 demo, it was okay, but the story never really grabs me in a demo. So for the story to intrigue me the way this one did, I thought it was a very effective sign. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be a good game. It's something I'm, I want to play, but I think the problem is I'm still only about 30 hours into Skyrim, so I've got to go back to mm-hmm. that. 
I've got Dark Souls to play, which is another RPG, and I'm sort of gradually going through that and sort of dipping in and out of it. Do you know, like, Witcher 2's coming not too far away, and I'd probably Don't tell prefer... me who left the campfire in uh, Dark Souls. No, no, yeah, I'm still in the same place, to be honest. I'm still grinding. Yeah, you dip in and out of there. Don't lie. Like well, I do, because That's... I can dip in, play it for about 20 minutes, half an hour, grind up my character a bit campfire. more. And go back to the campfire. And go back to the campfire, yeah, and save again, and then go back in later. So, Please. you know... Yeah, I'm still doing that. Um, but yeah, I can I can see it's something that I probably would like, but I'm not that bothered about it now that I would go out and buy it, I don't think. Yeah, and it's not as though... I mean, all things being equal, there are probably other... Like, I probably... Saints Row 3 seems like something I would much more dive into, but I think Skyrim's so wet. It, it had been a while before Skyrim when I played an RPG on a console, and... I've done Skyrim for like 200 hours now because I'm 30 hours into my game on the PS3. So all told, I'm 200 hours into Skyrim. I'm ready for something slightly different now in an RPG, yeah? Um, so, well, maybe, maybe you should. I'm, I'm assuming you didn't, but you should have bought the PS3 version. Then you could have played that in your, the like on your bike and stuff. Oh, yeah, I did. That's my second. Oh, you did? Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it is great. The problem is... This time through, I'm actually trying to get some of this stealth stuff happening. So I'm practicing, you know, going into stealth mode and then shooting things with arrows and then, you know, all that stuff. But you cannot be stealthy while you're riding a bike. There's nothing stealthy about riding a bicycle. So as soon as I go into stealth mode, I have to, like, stop and, like, kind of hold my breath, you know. Like, you get a little tense when you're doing stealth missions, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So... That's been a little crazy because I'm, you know, working up a sweat and then suddenly I have to like stop and like, okay, what am I doing now and all that. But the flip side of that is as soon as a dragon attacks, I'm just like, I put the tension all the way up and I'm just like, yeah, come get me, you son of a bitch. Like pedaling real hard. Like, yeah, bring it. Ah! So it's very ridiculous. Yeah, no, it does say, it, it, you know, I can see that. I mean, I haven't got the room to do that, so I have to go and play squash and stuff like that to get my exercise in, you know. And you can't play a video game whilst you're playing squash. I did try <laughs> it. Very rude, yeah. I did try it, but my reactions just weren't quick enough to, like, you know, press the keypad and hit the ball at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's the thing I like about the bicycle. And, you know, someone told me that I should get, there are apparently these bicycles that are basically like chairs on the floor, and then you your legs are sort of out in front of you, and there's like a wheel in front of you, and then you pedal that way so that way you wouldn't have to worry about keeping your balance and stuff which it's not a big deal for me i've ridden for a long time you know knowing how to do it without using hands but um it's a good position to be in you know in general for games but you're so, in a you're yeah. in a frame aren't you oh yeah absolutely i have a little uh it's called a trainer and you just you you bolt your back wheel into it basically yeah. and it's perfectly positioned so, so that it's not like back... you have to really balance is it really? no 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 absolutely not <laughs> um but you know, the human body isn't sort of used to... You're not on a very large seat, of course, and, and you know, the body's so... I'm not worried about falling off, but just, you know, especially because your center of gravity keeps moving because you're pedaling. So it, there is a little bit of sort of adjustment you need to do while you're doing it. But. Have, have you got any chafing on the insides of your thighs, you know? From- I have not got chafing on the insides of my thighs. Uh, for When I first started doing it, I got to the point where, like... I, I kind of lost track of time because it was so exciting and it was so new. So the problem I had was that my butt kind of hurt because I was on that little seat for so long. Um, but now I'm not playing it because I was like four or five hours at a time. So you're going to get more. Yeah. So is your, is your skin thickened a bit in that area? Or has it it has, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Just to take. So have you got any artwork? You know, because, you know, the guys were trying to help you out on the forums with some artwork for your seller to brighten it up a bit. Oh, yes. That was lovely. 
No? Have you not gone for that? I have not gone for that. Those are some cool pictures, but I don't have a color printer, and I wouldn't. You have don't any... need a color. Look, there's a there's a poster company in America. Or even put a I'm link up for posters. Because the other thing is, like, I would have to if I was going to put up some artwork in the basement, I would need to put it up everywhere. So that's a lot of artwork. And I, yeah, I suppose it is. You're right. I mean, Mark it's a big sort of paneling, you know, and then put the art on top of that. But either of those is quite an undertaking. And I'm just like, I don't care, to be honest. I, I'm not paying attention to the walls. I'm paying attention to the screen and the dragon attacking me. Okay. <laughs> so, what, what have you been playing, Stu? Oh, I've been playing loads of stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, um, well, you I'm, tell the people, and I'll eat my sandwich. Well, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna start off with a game that you need to be playing with me. Um, what is that? There's a game on the iPod Touch or the iPhone or whatever you've got called Hero Academy, and uh-huh. it's free to play. It's free to play, but you set up an account, and basically, it's a turn-based strategy game. But a bit like chess with huh. like people and knights and things. And basically, you've, each of you have got like a duel, if you will. And you win the game by destroying the opponent's duel. And you do that by obviously playing your turn. And each turn, you get sort of like six moves, if it, as, you were, as it were. You know? so you can... Is this a Zynga game? No, no. It's not a Zynga game. It's, it's called, I think it's called by Robot Incorporated or something like that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's kind of cool and interesting. And I played a game tonight which started at half past seven and finished it at about half past nine. And do you have so. to play in real time or can you like no. make a move? And then so I you make, make a move and then obviously they make a move and you can come back and like come back and... Make your reminded me, I've also been playing Words with Friends, and Phil Olsen kicked my ass. I think iPete's about to kick my ass, and I keep losing to all these different people. And you're not on Facebook, so I can't play you, but... You can play me on iPod, though. I've got it on iPod, so you can play me on there. Yeah, I know, but I needed your I need your code name or whatever. So we'll, uh, we'll work that out. We can work that out. But I think we should play Hero Academy, because I played with some guy, and it was, it was good fun, but he, he really beat me badly. Uh-huh. So you need someone who's a total noob to play. Well, he said he was a total noob, but um, I'd be surprised if he was. Yeah. Because the way he played, he seems to know exactly what he was doing. I was like, I'm a total noob. I don't even know that you have to level these guys up to 50 before you duplex their double shot power. It's a little bit like that. You get, you get different little... So, so in your inventory, so every time you finish a move, it refills your inventory with the pieces you've used. So you can get sort of enemy players, you know, to put on the board, or you can get power-ups or, like, health potions or flames or, like, bigger swords or shields or helmets. And you can sort of, you know... But you, you've got to work out how best to use your six moves in between goes. Uh, is it? Are you going to attack them? Are you going to do some defensive stuff? It's it's kind of interesting. I've got to say. I think I think you would definitely like it. So it's called Hero Academy. Uh, so if you set it up, give me your username, and then we can play some. And we can play whatever time. Like say, I can make a move, go to bed. You make your move. I can make another move in the morning. Yeah, I've been doing that with Go lately. There's this online Go server that's one move at a time, and it's really cool to be able to just. You know, like when I wake up or something, like I'm waiting for my bagel to toast, I'll just be like, okay, well, who's made a move? Yeah. So, it's, and you can have as many go, like games on the go at once that you want, you know, so you can have yeah. more than yeah. one happening at the same time. So. And I keep finding, because I, I thought I looked for games sort of like that at one point, um, but all I found was real action games, and they're like, it's massively multiplayer. I'm like, I don't want to play with a bunch of people in real time on my iPod. That's dumb. Yeah, this is perfect for it. So, yeah, it sounds like it's really up my alley. I will check it out. Hero Academy, you say? Correct, and it's free. The only the only caveat, I guess, is that 
you get an advert in between every sort of yeah a lot of these are advert based and that's annoying but you know if there's a i bought the friends with or words with friends paid edition because i was sick of the ads um and they still load the ads for their other games which is really annoying it's like come on i paid to get rid of these ads now you're making way for more ads you suck no, this is, I mean, this is very ad-heavy because it'll, it'll play an ad in between each go, which yeah. is fine because you can skip it after three seconds. So it's like three seconds you can skip. Uh, yeah. But on the game that you've got going on, there's a tiny little screen in the middle of it. And it, it, like while you're waiting, you know, it'll be playing a little advert in there as well. So, yeah. But I'm, it, it's not too bad, but that's probably the only negative thing. But it's free, so you can't complain really. Because you yeah. you know you're not paying anything to play it, uh, yeah. and it, it definitely works on microtransactions because it's absolutely full of stuff you can buy. Yeah, you know, are even, you tempted to buy it? Not really. It's it's mainly sort of cosmetic stuff, so you can buy different skins for your players and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, different avatars and you know, it's it's mainly stuff. It doesn't affect the game so much at all, really. It's mainly just cosmetic stuff to make your stuff look better. Yeah. Oh, so, in that crap. Yeah, so I've no temptation to buy that. Um, I have been playing an absolute ton of Infinity Blade 2. Oh, yeah? I just I cannot get enough of this game. Uh, I've, you know, I liked the first one. and I, I wasn't like... I loved the, the sort of graphics and the, I thought as a basic premise it was really interesting, the first game. Yeah. But what they've done with the second one is, is they've really improved just about everything. And the more I play it, the more impressed I am, really. Um, they've done a great job because, it, like, in the first game, there was just one boss and that was it. And every time you got to that boss, you sort of died and you started all over again. Yeah. In this game, there's at least four different bosses that I've come across. And each time I've obviously died and then you restart again. And there's a quite an interesting storyline going on underneath everything. And every time you finish a, a sort of cycle, you get a little bit more story. So yeah. it's it's really impressive, and I've started using uh, two hand like t- two weapons, one in each hand. Yeah. Whereas in the first dual game, dual wielding. I, yeah, dual wielding because it gives you an option to dual wield heavy a heavy weapon, which is a two handed weapon, a light weapon, and a shield. So there's lots of sort of ways of playing it, and the the dual wielding I'm getting used to now. You know, you have to parry a lot and sort of dodge. And but the, this weapon I've got is really powerful, and and once I get a combo going, that is the end of whatever I'm fighting. Yeah. But it it, it does punish you if you get out of time in a miss a parry. You you will be punished big time. I bet. You know, so it's a lot of time based. But it's it's so great a game, and if you know anyone who out, you know I keep saying this, anyone who's out there who's got an iPod or an iPhone that can run this. Stu is lonely, people. Come on. He wants people to play games with on the iPhone. Well, I can't play games. There's no co-op or anything in this, but you should definitely check it get out. It, get, it, get it, get it, get it. It's definitely If you can, it. some of us can't. And that's what I mean. But the thing but is as well, everyone goes, oh, but it's, you know, it's two ninety nine. That's expensive. But right, it's, a, it's the price of a pint of beer. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It seems <sighs> bad compared to all the $1 games, but it's really not that bad. No, it really is. It's, I mean, think it, about it. You're at your cheapest uh, uh, quarrel on the Xbox Live Arcade was, what, 400, 400 points? points? Yeah. That's $5. That's more. Yeah, and you, yet, de- you think of that as being cheap. It's all relative. It's totally it relative. And, and I'll tell you what, it is, it, the only thing I would say it has got some issues, technical issues. For yeah. instance, it, quite often if I pause the game and sort of close down the iPod and then go back in, it'll it'll just shut down and then I can't open it again until I reset my iPod. Yeah. 
That's annoying. So it's not completely without its issues. But one part of me says they're trying to do too much. Yeah, I think it's literally just the amount of processing power it needs to run. Yeah, I'd say that bugs me because, like, I I haven't played it. I don't know if it's worth it. But it seems like if they toned it down just a little bit, then people like me could also play it and you would have fewer problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe from what I can gather, like the older 3GSs and things like that, although they run it, apparently they don't run it very well. Run it and then they run it. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't run. It does run, but not as well as it does on the, obviously, the more recent models. But it's an impressive game, no matter how you look at it. And, And it also makes me think, you know, when you see a game as good as this on that little screen and it works so well, it does make you, you know, question the, the validity of, like, dedicated handhelds now. Yeah. You know, when you get into this sort of standard of game on it, and it's perfectly made for the for the console, you know, or for the iPod or whatever you want to call it, it, it absolutely works with everything, you know, the control scheme, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the voice acting's really solid. I mean, it's just a solid game all around, and it is, it's a, a wonder to behold that it runs so well on a little device like this. I've got it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a shame kind of how AAA developers have kind of shot themselves in the foot, because a number of the games that they did do to try to encourage people to play the mobile versions on iPhones and stuff, they were... They were obviously much, much less impressive than what people were used to on consoles and what have you. So I think a lot of people think, oh, if they try to do a Rage or whatever it is, or a Mirror's Edge, right? Which I understand was fun enough, but it was so different from what people used to on the consoles. I think a lot of people probably look at the mobile versions of these games as being less impressive, really not that intriguing. And therefore, I think this is why like the PS Vita can still say, hey, we're relevant, despite the fact that it's clear that they'd be quickly becoming irrelevant. I think it's sort of still relevant, but only to a minority of people now. Right, and the, the, uh, you know, the, I think the game developers are probably looking to change over to the iPhone market because they can reach a much broader par- portion of the market, but it's hard to get those sort of the people that the Vita is aimed toward to move over with them to the iPhone I think I think the biggest issue is is just the sheer volume of stuff available on the iPhone compared yes. to a Vita or a yeah. 3DS. Because yeah. developers know if they develop a, a decent game for the 3DS or for the Vita, yeah. it, they've got a, a sort of focused audience really who's gonna yeah. everybody's gonna know about that game. It'll get a lot of marketing, a lot of you know publicity, etc. And hopefully, people buy it. They'll make money off it. And I think the problem with iPhone games more, and I guess if it was bigger developers, they could get you know it more noticed out there. But it, it's fighting the tide of all the other stuff that's on there, and I, th- I think that's probably Def- the biggest thing. Yeah, that's a, and that's definitely a problem. And and it's it's you know it's weird because I feel like I've gotten a hold of a lot of the good games that are available on there, but I know there's so much out there that I don't know about. So I I feel like it's. You know, there is no home base. There's an app store, and it has the top 25 downloaded and whatnot. But, you know, Xbox uh, Marketplace and the PS3 store, or the PSN store, um, those are particularly uh, important marketing tools for these companies. And Apple doesn't really... I mean, the app store is kind of like that, but it's not nearly as user-friendly. I have got another game for you to check out on the iPhone. Oh, and snap. Go ahead. The first two levels are free, and then oh, you pay for it if you want to buy it. Yeah. Uh, and he said it's an actual DS game that's been uh, put over onto the iPhone, iPod Touch, etc. And it's called Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Ghost Trick. Yeah. 
Phantom Detective. And I haven't played it yet. I haven't had a chance to play it. But by all accounts, it is an excellent game. So I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that. But I've been playing so much other stuff this week, I haven't even got around to playing it. But apparently the first two levels last about two hours. So you get about two hours of game for free. And then if you want to pay for it, I think it's about seven or eight dollars. Oh my god! Or it could be ten. It could be ten dollars actually. See, that's what drives. That's that intrigues me a lot because the Final Fantasy games are on the the App Store, but they're like thirteen dollars, and I'm just thinking, what? Who would do that? But these, but to be fair, like you said, it's all relative. And this game, when it released on the DS, was thirty pounds or forty dollars or whatever it was when it released on the DS. You're getting it for ten dollars now, and it's been upscaled. Dude, Hero Academy is incompatible with this iPod Touch. Oh, you are joking. Uh, oh, oh. Just have a look at the other one and see if that is. Go and have a what look is it? Hat? Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective. Have Phantom a look, Detective, have a look. there it is. Let's see. Oh. Free. Loading. Loading. What an exciting podcast. Listen to Search the App Store live. For games that work on his iPod. <laughs> Free. Touching free. Hello. Free, please. Yes. Install app. This app is incompatible with this iPod Touch. No. Ah. Yeah, I think, I think you need to get a new iPod Touch. <laughs> no. I need to find out all the awesome games people played up until two years ago. <laughs> I know. There's got to be lots of them. Oh, my God. This is the problem is that nobody archived that discussion. This is the best game from 2010. Oh. What a shame. Anyway, well, I better move on. Uh, I'll go back to Words with Friends. Also, there is a game called Seven Words that you might like, Stu. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, they give you a whole bunch of, like, the screen is split in two parts, and the first part has these clues in it. It might say, you know, if they were to say, awesome podcast, the answer would be veteran gamers, right? And then down below, there's these, like, chunks of letters, sometimes in two, sometimes in three, and a, a, a scrambled up among them will be the letters you need to fill in the clue. So you, you touch the letters that will put together this answer to the clue. And it's it's really cool because it's a word game, but it's, you know, you're not just sort of blindly guessing what the answer is they're looking for because you have the letters right in front of you. So, I don't know. Seven words. It's worth a giggle. I will have a look at that. I think it's either free or very, very cheap. Oh, well, I'll have a look at that. And Tiny Village is also fun. Go ahead. Um, Syndicate. A, oh, yeah? A demo came out this week. Oh, I didn't see that. Did you not see that? So I thought, you know what? You know, it, you know, this is what bugs me. Because it used to be so easy to find the latest demos and the latest arcade trials. And now you've got to go hunting for that shit. Now, I downloaded it on the PS3 yeah. to have a go. Because there was a few demos on there. So I just downloaded them all at the same time. Yeah. So I downloaded the Syndicate demo. And I was like, oh, no, you know, this looks kind of cool. But... It was crippled with lag. Now, whether it was my internet connection or whether it was a server or whether it was a game, I have no idea. But it is quite pros- you know, probably the worst lag I have ever witnessed in worse a game. Worse than Brink. Oh, m- massively worse than Brink. It, ah, it, I was moving in, in the game probably about 10 feet every two seconds. You know, it was sort of stopping and then it would just shoot across the screen almost. Mm-hmm. It was really, really bad. Uh, the graphically, it didn't look that. It didn't look as great as I thought it was gonna look. It looked okay, but I wasn't massively blown away. Now, what I have, what I am gonna do this week, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt because it didn't work very well, and I will have another go on it. And if that doesn't work, I will try the 360 version and see if that works any better. Now, for those who don't know, what sort of game is this? 
It's a first-person shooter, and it's a, a sort of team-based co-op game. So it's objective-based co-op. So it's very Brink-like, if I'm being <laughs> Sounds like maybe every game that tries to do this will... If you're not Team Fortress, you're just screwed. Yeah, it, it just didn't work very well on, on the PS3. And I don't know whether that was just a PS3 or whether it was my internet. Like I said, I don't know for certain. Yeah, uh, But I did play or, Portal... And again, I feel like it may be a symptom of the same problem. They're trying to do so much graphically and in terms of like having things moving around and stuff. And as a result, you have to transmit more information over the internet. So a, co- a connection that would have worked great for Call of Duty 4 suddenly doesn't work at all because they're trying to push so much data through. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. That's just a guess. That's sort of what it feels like to me, but maybe I'm just being paranoid. But I did play Portal 2 later on, and that worked absolutely fine. Yeah. And uh, is that with, uh, who was it trying to get all the achievements? Uh, Chris MJW I was playing with. Yeah, you were playing with him? Cool. Yeah. Um, we finished the co-op mode. Yay! That. Um, didn't really have any major issues, really. We got stuck yeah. on maybe one or two of the rooms, but overall we sort of sailed through it quite well. <laughs> Yes. So we, so we was like, yeah, no problems, and we really, I really enjoyed the ending. We were, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of trying not to sort of give any spoilers away for anyone who hasn't finished the co-op, but there was, we, we it's did... a great ending. I've never had that kind of satisfaction with a co-op game before. Well, we thought something different was going to be in the last part where you, you know what? Hang on. We're about to spoil the end of the Portal 2 co-op. Well, well, I can say what I thought was going to happen, and that's not what really happened. No, no, no. We're going to spoil it. Skip ahead, people. Go ahead. ahead. What do you think was going to happen? We thought we were just going to find a pile of skeletons (laughs) in the vault. I kind of thought that, too, but then I thought, no, because that wouldn't be be a very happy ending for Gladys. Well, I guess. Well, that's what we thought we were going to find. That would be an interesting ending, though. But but again, that feels a little morbid for Portal. Portal has all these mentions of death, but we never really see any dead bodies or any evidence of death, right? Even the Rat Man could still be alive somewhere. Yeah, I guess he could be, yeah, somewhere so in it the walls. Feels like, yeah. And I mean, even Portal 2 has the vitrified, you know, the rooms where they were like, we've got to seal this up forever, right? We, there's presumably dead bodies in there, but you never see them. It's all implied. So I don't think it would fit the Portal 2 aesthetic to have a big pile of dead bodies. But we did like the ending. We were really impressed with the ending. And we did... Have you, have you played any of the peer review ones, the challenge maps in co-op? No, because... Can you access those on the console? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Know do, cool. do you know after you, after you finished all of the game, as you, you know when you come out of the bit into the co-op area, the like the... Yeah. The portal area, if you will, where you get to all the other rooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you look sort of to the right and across, there's two buttons now appeared. Really? Oh, nice. And you can shoot a portal behind them, and then you go into the one of the, the sort of super-duper challenge co-op story oh. mode maps. And they are seriously crazy. I'll bet. Is I it mean, with timing, or is it just hard to oh, figure out? Both. There's, there's lots of timing-based stuff, lots of like, oh my god, how the hell do we do this? I mean, we've there's, there's I think, eight of those, and we've done three, and it took us ages yeah. to just work out. Right, if I had to... someone with whom I was like, you know, Chinny has his mate Marsh and stuff, and I, I think if I had somebody that I knew, like, okay, they'll be on it this time, and like we make it a regular thing, but I would hate to try to coordinate schedules and stuff like that to try to conquer something that difficult. 
So Chris and I will be going back to that when we get some time, but it was it was uh, yeah definitely interesting. Sounds Dark Souls is a nice vacation from that sort of brutal gameplay. Not real, no, well, not really <laughs> into it because at least you can take your time and you know that you're not going to get. Yeah. Well, you have, you probably will die a few times, but you know, but it's it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. So so we played loads of that. So thank you, Chris, for getting me through to the end of the co-op, and yeah, I'm really impressed that we did that. I decided, you know, after I played that, I would try out the Twisted Metal demo on the PS3. Yes. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to like this because everybody seems to be loving it, but I just do not get it at all. Yeah, but don't they love the nostalgia element of it? I mean, it seems like people who love Twisted Metal just love it because they've always loved it. I don't know. Maybe it's... I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to be doing. The It's just a big demolition derby, isn't it? Yeah, but the controls are so janky. I mean, maybe yes, it's just it's, me. You know, I remember there was one on the arcade last year, wasn't there? I don't know, but it's like... All of the, like, you know, the accelerate, brake, all that stuff's on the face buttons. That's but, so dumb. So it's not on the triggers, and the triggers Trig- are used for... You do the driving now, people. Yeah, all the stuff. And, but then there also seems to be so many buttons do so many things. I could not even remember what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm just like, and I just got killed and killed and killed. And, and again, like, this is, this is probably because, like, if you've played the earlier games, you probably are used to where the buttons are, you know what I mean? Like, the Mortal Kombat that came out last year, people who try to pick it up and play it for the first time ever playing a Mortal Kombat game are probably going to be really frustrated. But people who've played the other Mortal Kombat games, they know how to get Scorpion to throw his spear into the dude's neck or, you know, take off the guy's hat and throw it at him or whatever. I don't know how you play Mortal Kombat. So it just seems like this is probably the same sort of thing. Like there's some things that people are used to and then it just adds on top of that. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. I've never played one before. You know, and I'm not saying it's a bad game because it sort of looks okay. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I don't think there's any issues with it at all. But uh, it's definitely not my kind of game, and I, hear you. I cannot see the appeal at all of that game. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely different not games for different folks. Indeed, uh, Gotham City Imposters. Though I played this game. Is this an arcade game? Yes, it's a downloadable game. It's on the arcade in the PS3, uh, and it's out now. It's out now, so you can go download it now. And, and side-scrolling brawler or. It's no, it's by Monolith, who obviously brought us Fear and uh, oh, Condemned yeah, okay. and huh. all those sorts of games, and it game? it is excellent. I loved it, absolutely really? loved it. It's it's sort of Team Fortress ish, uh-huh. and it's just so basically the premise Sorry, of the game. Gotham City Imposters. Yeah, the premise of the game is that Batman and the Joker have left Gotham City. Yes. And then these two sort of factions spring up in their place to carry on fighting the war between good and evil. Huh. And it's sort of kick-ass in so much as, you know, you've got sort of homemade suits and stuff like that that you can customise your character with. Yes. You know, and, and like just crazy sort of weapons. Like like one of the weapons you can have is a catapult oh, yeah. that, that sort of fires nerve gas. Yeah. So you sort of put a bottle of nerve gas in and, and shoot that away. Uh, the, and the way you get around is, is really quite funny, really. So it's six-on-six six, um, multiplayer. Yeah. And there's various different modes. And the one we were playing was like this propaganda mode. And oh. where, where basically what you do is you have to collect a battery from a part of the map. Uh-huh. And then you have to transport it to this machine with a big speaker on top of it. And once you've plugged it in, you, you have to, like, it takes about, probably about five or six seconds to plug it in. And then you have to hold it then for 20 seconds and stop everybody else, you know, taking it back off again. Interesting. Sort of headquarters-ish. Yes, very much so. And then it just starts spouting propaganda, which makes all the opposing team go crazy. 
Uh, it was just, it was, but it's the aesthetics are just so cool, and it looks so crazily cool. And the way you get around, you, there's there's different. It starts off with basic classes, uh, yeah. although they're saying it's not a class based game because you can once you get to a certain point, you can choose what power ups and different things that you have on your class, so you don't have to have a specific class. Uh, now, but, go on. Go ahead, go ahead. But you get, I mean, to get around, you get a grapple hook, which just works brilliantly well. Uh, you can just swing from, you, you end up a bit like Spider-Man, swinging from one building to another, and obviously you can deploy it again in mid-air, and it just brilliantly works well. You can have roller skates, so you're uh-huh. sort of skating up and down, and when you see someone in roller skates, it's a really funny thing to see. Yeah, uh, this like, guy with a gun roller skating towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have springs that you can attach to your shoes, which make you bounce higher and bounce around the map. Spring. There's yeah. there's trampolines like put around different parts of the map so you can bounce up onto buildings and stuff. Yeah. And the final thing you can have is a cape, and you can go over an air vent and then you can sort of glide and fly, oh, and nice. you can do an aerial attack whilst you're doing that. So if there's a, an enemy below, you can sort of slam down and punch him in the face from mid air. So. Right. It's got a lot of stuff going for it, you know. A lot of... the, so sorry, do the bad guys kill the fake Batman? Yes. And does Batman ki- do the fake Batman kill the fake Jokers and stuff? Yes. Well, that's so wrong. Batman doesn't kill. Well, people. they're not Batman. They're are they? They're fake. Nah, they shouldn't pretend to be. That's Batman. the whole point. They're fake Batman and and. Oh, Jim. that's disturbing. And he's made by Warner Brothers as well. So it's Warner Brothers who made this game. Or a, a publishing issue. I'm looking at the trailers and gameplay demo. It's very interesting. I, I can see myself definitely wanting to try this. It's good. I've, I'm, I was, pro- you know, and you know me. I'm not a big multiplayer person. You yeah. Know? But I scored loads of points. I, well, I didn't kill many people, but I got the battery in place about four times in the game. So nice. I help us win. You know, I was concentrating out while everyone was running around just killing each other. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. See, now that would drive me crazy though, because I'm sure I'd get put with people who are like. Oh, I don't care about the objective. I just want to run around killing people. But well, we will play team deathmatch, people. Yeah, there is a team deathmatch mode for those people. Who it want drives to me crazy that. when people don't go to the team deathmatch when they want to play team deathmatch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and, then the, and then the other one is the other game mode. And again, I can't remember what they're called now, which is terrible. I should have taken some notes. Um, but the other the other game mode is one where you have to release gas into the atmosphere, and you do that by holding three points where the gas is. Ah, nice. So you sort of have to hold them all at the same time for long enough, and then the gas releases and all the other opposing team dies, basically. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's great. I mean, for the price, and I think it, I, I think it's only twelve hundred points, so it's not you know, Should but it's probably the one. Of, it's probably one of the best looking downloadable games you're likely to see. Really, it's a it's a great aesthetic. The graphics look pretty cool. Yeah. So absolutely. Check it out. This is this is how downloadable games should be going. Yeah. This is how this should be going. No connection uh, problems, no lag, nothing? Nothing like that, no. It, the only thing I would say, it, it, the matchmaking wasn't very good. It, it took quite a long time to sort of set a game up. That's frustrating. Yeah, it sort of... It's not an EA game, is it? No, but players <laughs> players game. would appear in the lobby and then disappear again, and then they would appear yeah, again and then disappear. Being a demo and people are just like, I'm not going to sit and wait. Maybe not, maybe not, but it did take... And, and then once there was a full lobby and it just didn't start, for whatever, yeah. the countdown never yeah. started. Yeah. So I had to back out and come back. Work again. out those kinks, people. Come on, Monolith. What are you doing? But that's the only issues that I had. But when the game, once the game was running, it worked absolutely fine. There was no issues, no lag. Yeah, nice. really, really worth looking into. Great game. Um, Dead Island. 
played some of this. Oh yeah, I played some of this. Uh, I finally got into some games with Hawk Sun, and we uh, we got a couple of random people in with us. Uh, one was a twelve-year-old boy who was just shooting everything and running around and shouting stuff all the time, and yeah. he was he was a nice enough lad. He was a nice lad, but he was totally annoying, you yeah. know. And uh, in the end, we pretended we had to go, and then we just set up another lobby. So, right. so yeah, we were we were quite bad, really. But you know, but the game itself, I, I really enjoyed the the time we spent. Maybe spent about two or three hours playing it. And, and this is all melee combat, yeah. Yeah, there's, there is some guns. There are guns as well. They're like sparse, and there's not much ammo and stuff. Well, right? I don't know. The guy who was with us seemed to have enough ammo going on. He was sort of. But then he started glitching and going, "Hey, if you put this on the floor, and you put one on top of it. We can get loads of them all at the same time." That's... You know, and it's like, oh no. That's why he has a lot of ammo. It's because he's cheating. Maybe, maybe. But that's a twelve-year-old boy for you. That's uh, a twelve-year-old boy for you. It is. I weird. wish there was a freaking adults-only part of Xbox. Not because I want like boobies or horrible violence, but just so I would have decent people to play with. You know what I mean? Not children. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that would be cool, but I have no idea how they would implement something. Like I know that. how you implement it. You just ask the person, "What's the last book you read?" And all the children would go, "Ah, ah, no, not a book! Ah, get it away, get it away!" And the adults would be like, uh-huh. <laughs> "Okay, kids uh, hate." Oh, they're scared of them. They're like, no, no. But you'd go Tom Bissell. It'd be like, yeah, come on in. No, it wasn't Tom Bissell. No, I well, I read a book, a free book on um, on the iPod on the old Kindle called Walling oh, yeah. Honor of Knights, and it's excellent. Yeah, what's totally, about? I can totally recommend it for free. Uh, it's sort of like a sci-fi story about um, you know huge in- intergalactic war, I guess. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely, definitely uh, worth a look, and it's free. I mean, you can't, you can't complain for free, can you? Well, no, you know. So get that checked out. You'd like it. You'd like it. It's Maybe. a free book. Yeah. But yes, I have saved the best till last. Oh yeah. Wait, hang on a second. I got my drum roll here. Because, as as you well know, as you well know. Uh, Steve Conger gave very kindly gave me a twenty dollar prize for being in the audience for his live show. So, yes. so oh as, wait, as you are, oh god, as you are well aware, <laughs> as you are well aware, I I sent a game to you via Amazon, which you then kindly uh. sent to me. No, wait, you didn't. You you really didn't. You sent me a steaming turd in a plastic box. Called. And I sent it on to you. Called Catherine. As you, uh, as you are well aware. Yes. In case listeners weren't tuned in at the time, I liked Catherine so much that I recorded myself playing the demo. Let's have a listen to a short excerpt of that, just so people know how I felt about that game. Okay, so there's this guy wandering around, and he's in his underpants, and he's got ram horns. Love is over. A mystic pillow. Really? Oh, I hope the whole game's like this. Climbing up blocks and pushing blocks. This dialogue is inspired. That's kind of a weird thing to say on a date. Do you have you ever had a dream where you died? <laughs> this is going great. Let's go see a movie. Ah, uh, your mother. Uh, what a skank. Uh, now there's a dead body on a bed. He didn't realize that the guy who was dead on the news was his friend. That makes perfect sense. Climbing blocks and a 10-minute cutscene. Oh, boy. Where do I put my pre-order in? Body motions are fluid. I'll say that. Am I supposed to do something with these numbers? Nope. Pushing buttons does nothing. Uh, 
Oh, changing his inner ideas as opposed to his outer ideas. Where do I shoot things? Get up. Break things. Throw that glass at the mirror. Now I'm back in the Stray Sheep, which is the dumbest name for a bar I've ever heard of. Hey, Alienized Eagle came on. I'm back in my underpants. Prison of Despair. A dude with a fork's gonna kill me. Love is over. Dumbest game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> you know, that interestingly, what all that stuff you just said couldn't be more wrong. Whatever. It couldn't be. Honestly, it couldn't be more wrong. It really couldn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead. Do your best. Convince me that this is a good game. Okay. To start off, the story is actually really, really well done. The dialogue is, is really good. And the voice acting is, is some of the best I've heard this year, really. Or, or in the last year or so, I guess. It's, it's really well done. There are a couple of ropey <laughs> voice actors, but the majority of them are, are really well done. And, and fit. they feel real, like real. You're real. not one of these that demands to put the original Japanese on the audio. And Definitely some- not. No, I'm quite happy oh, with the faker. English. You're I'm quite a, happy. You're a wanker. You're not a real fan. Well, I want to understand the story, and you know, <laughs> although the story is a bit weird, although the story is a bit weird, it would be even weirder listening to it in Japanese. And why is it weird? Because it's from Japan. <laughs> Japan. Um, but the actual the actual puzzle parts are. I find myself wanting to get horrible. through those. They're horrible. They're not. No, they get they get very interesting very quickly. But see, okay. <sighs> I, I should say, I'm not a fan. For those who don't know, you're pushing out blocks and then you climb on the blocks and then you go up and it's kind of like if Assassin's Creed weren't fun, like you're climbing up stuff forever and... It's not you, forever. Puzzling Some... element, it's not forever, but it's the, not. the puzzling element is you have to plan ahead and like figure out if you pull a block out at where you're at, it may affect the thing that's above it. So you won't have something to stand on or whatever it is. Correct. It's a little bit of a mixture of Tetris and I guess sort of making steps, like you say, but sometimes you can obviously move move blocks in or out to drop down blocks to make steps for you to climb up as well, so it can help you or hinder you, depending on which one you move. But it, and, and, and the pressure's always on, right? There's a dude with a fork. It's not, no. I'm, okay. I'm playing on very easy mode. Well, that's probably for the best. Which is, because I want to enjoy the story, you know, but it's, yeah. it's still a challenge. You know, don't get me wrong. It's it's not it's not by any means easy, but yeah. what what changes when you play on very easy mode is it's the blocks are all set out the same as easy, which is yeah. still challenging. But yeah. the 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 sort of blocks crumbling away go a bit slower, so that yeah. they don't go quite as fast. Yeah. And every now and again, when you pop a block, you'll get a power drink, and what a power drink allows you is to to scale three blocks at once. For uh, a short period of time. So it allows you to sort of get up quicker, if you will. I see. And they come in very handy at the final stage, you know, when yeah, the boss thing's chasing you up here. Oh, sure. So each level split into different sections. Now, sometimes there's three, sometimes there's two, sometimes there's four. So you never really know how many sections you're going to have to do of the puzzle climbing blocks. Yeah. And in between each section, there's sort of a landing level, you know, where you can say, and it it does a really good job of saving your game. You can save every time in between each level, you know, in between each sort of section of a level, so you can come back and carry on from that point. Does it auto save, or do you have to go and tell? No, it no, save? it doesn't. It does auto save whilst you're playing it, but if you didn't, like, if you stop. Yeah, if you came out of the game, and there's checkpoints halfway up on each each section of a level, so there's plenty of checkpoints. It it doesn't punish you too much. That's something. 
Yeah, he doesn't punish you too much. And um, you get different power-ups. So you get the power drink. You get, like, an additional block, which you can insert wherever you want to help you climb. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of things that it sort of does for you, you know, to help you out. And then in between each level, when you're on this landing, there's always other sheep there who are obviously other blokes who are having the same nightmare. Yeah. If you go and talk to them, they'll give you different techniques for climbing. So they'll give you a tip on how to get up quicker or how to use different methods. of. And there are so many, and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't even think of doing that. And there's so yeah, many different ways. So simplistic when I played the demo. It's like you push the block in, you pull it out, you climb on it. Like what else is there? But it quickly gets very less of that. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you there's all these different things like how to make bridges how to sort of do spider climbs there's, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on but they quickly introduce other stuff and mechanics into the puzzle climbing for instance in the second section it's it's called the um the torture chamber i think it's called see and why did they include this in the demo they had two different climbing sections yeah, yeah. and they were almost identical well that was in the first section so they were both from the first bit wow. of it. It's a pick one from the first one from later on. But the second bit, well, you wouldn't have liked it because in the second one, there are blocks <laughs> that like it anyway, but still. have blades inside. If you stand on them for too long, the blades come up and just completely disintegrate you. More pressure. Yeah, so it puts more pressure on. And then in the next set of levels, you get ice blocks. And obviously, you've got to work out which way because if you walk on more than two, you slide off the edge. Oh, jeez. So you've got to then start. And if you slide one, it just carries on going. But it will lock in place as well. But it's it's uh, it gets obviously more and more challenging as you go through. But that's not my favourite bit of the game. I am, I'm enjoying that and I'm liking the challenge. So I'm okay with it so far. And playing on very easy mode makes a massive difference. But it's secret. that I should point this out to people. You know, to, to get onto the very easy mode, you have to use go into the menu... But Are you before, glitching this game? No, no, no. It's it's available, but it doesn't. It's not available in the main menu. So basically, you you have to go in. It's a really weird. You way. sound like a glitcher. The people glitch go. It's, it's not a glitch. The game. I'm just. It isn't a glitch. Found it. It isn't a glitch. No, when you because the only inter, they introduced it in a patch after they'd released the game, so they couldn't uh-huh. put it in the menus. I guess because they, they had so many complaints in Japan. Even the Japanese were complaining this game was too hard. That's a bad sign, man. Yeah, even on easy. So they introduced a very easy mode, uh, and basically the way you and, and obviously the other thing I mentioned right. Every time you pick up a pillow, I haven't mentioned this. Every time you pick up a pillow, you get three more retries. Uh-huh. So I'm on to a, I'm a, I'm up to about 75 retries I've got available to me. So every time I die, I can, I've got 75 more chances to do it. Yes. And and the blocks are always in the same place whenever you restart. So you know you can work out the 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 route. You know you, get you can, used to doing the first part very quickly. Yeah. So you can learn which way to go. And yeah, the first bit of it to where the two bit you get stuck, you probably get up very quickly, and then it, that's where you get stuck again, and you have a bit more time then to work out what to do. So. It's quite forgiving, really. It's not. It's it's terribly hard, but it's not. It's not really horrible because it gives you plenty of save points, plenty of power ups, and the way you do it anyway. When you when you go in, it is. It's obviously when you go on the menu before you go to choose to start the game, you press and hold the select button, yeah. and then it goes ding ding, and then it appears. Very easy mode has now been activated. Sound like this? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not my favourite bit. My favourite bit of the favorite game is the story. Is the story and, and in the bar, oh. just really good. Yeah, and to be clear, this is about a man who's in love with a woman named Catherine, and then he becomes seduced by a woman not named... Not really. Catherine. No, he isn't. He, he well, isn't he really. He's between two women, both of them named Catherine. Sort of. <sighs> sort of. The, the story's more, he's... 
engaged to a lady called Catherine. Yes. But he she if he wants to go through with it or not. She wants to get married and all of that sort of stuff and and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a deadbeat really, has a dead end job. <laughs> he's not very ambitious. He's scared of commitment. He doesn't really want to commit to anything and he is that sort of guy. All he wants to do is go and drink with his mates at night and sort of, you know, just go to his job right. and So I have so much trouble relating to that mindset. Like no, but... I love this woman, I love spending time with her, she's awesome. I don't necessarily want to put the ring no, on. No, he doesn't say it, but he doesn't. He, his character isn't like that at all. Well, then dump her already. But he can't right because right. he's obviously not got the balls to do it. And I think that's what I like about it because fine, man. it's interesting it watching uh, or playing this guy's life See, for him. And that's the thing. I don't want to be that loser. Who wants to be that guy? But he's you know, cool. I'd like, like to pretend to be a loser who can't decide whether to shit or get off the pot. But... The thing I would say is, as much as I'm loving this game, a little bit like Deadly Premonition, it's not going to be for everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, much... I'm going to be harsh on it, because I only played it for a little while, but uh, I think I'm one of the ones that it's not for. As much as I'm enjoying it, you know, and it's it's quite, although, you know, the, all the advertising campaigns made it out to be quite seedy and saucy and all of that, it isn't really. Well, they got to hook guys in somehow. It had its moments. <laughs> oh, boy, hubba, hubba. It has its moments. For instance... Uh, crazy stuff will happen. Like, for instance, if you're in the bar, like the seducing Catherine, you know, the sexy sort of got you in bed Catherine. Yes. Will send you a text message with your picture attached, and when oh, you click, right. when you click on the picture, it'll be something you know her in a very revealing pose. Virtual know, sexting, sort of. And and he'll go, but it's so funny when you do it. He'll go, I can't look at that here. I need to be somewhere a bit more private, you know? Uh, <laughs> and you have to go, right? Yes. This, is, this is no word of a lie. You have to go in the toilet, in the bar, to look at okay. the Okay! <laughs> That's what you oh. have to do. And oh, no. it makes you, as the player, feel a bit dirty, like you shouldn't be doing it, you know? Well, it's part of the game. So you... Three-bedroom bisexual house share. <laughs> so you go and do it. And... Well, the other cool mechanics is, right, you can, you can obviously, although it didn't really show this if I remember in the demo, you can walk around the bar and you can talk to all the other people in the bar. And, oh, but the riveting conversations to be had there. Well, that's where you get all the backstory to the game. That's where you find out sort of bits of what might or might Have not. Have I always been a loser? Yes, Tommy, you've always been a loser. No, it's nothing like that. It's, it's, it's better than that. I've got to say, it is much better. All right, well. And like it's weirder than that. I mean, for instance, there's two <laughs> twins. Weird. There's two twins that sit in a booth and you go and talk to them and they have the weirdest conversations with you okay. uh, and, they're, and they're very like um, look at Mr. Morgan Mr. Morgan works really hard oh yes Mr. Morgan works really hard doesn't he you know and they have these really weird conversations with me and you sort of say like, this is weird but what's really funny in the bar sections right the more you get drunk in the bar right and you get plastered right the faster you move in the nightmare sections so yeah, so the the more you, so you've got to get totally plastered every night in the game to to move quicker when you get to the nightmare sections. I see. So that's that's a kind of a cool mechanic, you know. I'm liking sort of that. The text messaging thing is quite interesting. I have to say, yeah. where you obviously delete and write it till you think it's what you should be sending. Yeah. Um, in between each level in the game, in between each level floor, you get asked a question. Um, and there are, some of those are a bit weird, right? So they'll ask you something like, um, would you consider marriage the end of your life or the beginning of your life? 
Gee, and, I wonder what that's going to lead to. And you have to answer it as truthfully. And then it'll give you, though, what's kind of cool, it gives you a pie chart of all the other players who answered the question for the first time and what they answered. You know what so, my answer would be? Neither. It's an important part of my life. It's not the end yeah, of Yeah, but, you, but you can't. That's what I mean. You can't answer it that way. See, that's, I hate that sort of thing. Like, you have to think about marriage as being like the most amazing thing ever. You die without the other person. Or it's the most horrible experience. She's a ball and chain. And then like, there's another one which was, if you had to get married, would you like a younger person than yourself or an older person than yourself? Uh, so there's well, lots of ambiguous questions, a- really. Uh, and it's cool. I like it. I just, you know, I'm really... The game really... is psychoanalyzing you while you play. Yeah, and apparently it's... Or so shock pictures? Not that I know, but apparently it does affect the way the story plays out, depending on how you answer the question. So it does affect what might or might not happen oh, in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I imagine. So, but it's cool. I, I just think... Do you know what I think? You know, we all ask for something different. You know, we're always you going... Do. Oh. No, no, I think all... What I've got. No, but we all go, you know, it's just another shooter or it's another, you know, third-person action game or whatever. Um, and then when something does come along that is a bit different and is pushing the boundaries and doing something that nothing else has done, we're just like, oh, this is a bit weird. Oh, I don't want to play it on. Oh, give me a shooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's the way I look at it or view it is that, you know, we all seem to want something different, but when we get something different, we don't want it. You well, know, we want something good that's different. But it is good. I've, well, my personal view is good. You know, that's not going to be everybody's view on it. But right. my personal view is it's a really interesting, intriguing story. I believe it goes too weird towards the end. I've heard the endings, you know, it, it loses it a little bit towards the end. But, you know, from what I've played so far of the game, I've really, I mean, I'm, I'm about five hours in and I've done five floors. In, in the nightmare mode. And I just want to get back to the bar to see what happens next to him. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm involved in his story now and I want to find out what's going to happen to him. And yeah. I'm trying to answer the questions and, and the text and doing it as truthfully as, as if I was answering those text messages. You know, so I'm trying to play it as though I was him, you know, and, and if I was in his situation, what would I do? Yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of cool because, you know, hopefully, touch wood, in real life, you don't ever want to be in that situation. So it's interesting to be in a situation like that where you can actually play it out and see what happens. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And it's quite taboo, I guess. You know, it's a sort of taboo thing. And the story is it's it's very intriguing and it's well acted. You know, I think some of the characters are really cool. And there's a waitress in the bar who's a very cool character. Yeah. You know, and she's kind of funny. And some of the stuff she is, she's very scathing towards you. You know, because and what's interesting in the bar, everybody knows you're having an affair. You know, everyone knows it's happening because everyone just tells everybody. And uh, she comes every time she comes over, she has some scathing comment to make about you. So yeah, uh, yeah it's it's great. I, I you know I I think if you want something different and you're prepared to give something a try, and I'm uh, not. The demo is out now in the UK and America as well oh, on, on the 360. So if you want to have a go at it and see what you think. Uh, give it a play, and like I say, I, I, I totally understand if someone goes, this game is totally crap, you know, and I don't get it like yourself, you know, I totally get that, and that's fine, you know, I respect your opinion, but for me, I've I've been really impressed with it, you know, I've yeah. really enjoyed it. Okay, I think it's time to yeah. do some moving on, is it not? Yes, moving on. So, uh, let's have the indie pick for this week. Here it comes. Indie game review review. Hello, every people. Bill, Bill, Vladosh here, drinking my brain head into submission because lately I've been thinking. Uh, 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 
You know how Stu and Duke and Jimmy and Stu and Duke and Jimmy and get to play all kinds of cool AAA titles like Assassin's Creed and Skyrim? Yeah. <laughs> and what do I get to play? Indie game after 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 indie game. This week, loot fest action RPG, but you can save. That's right, no save. No save. You know which RPGs do allow you to save? Every other other RPG that has ever been made ever in any RPG of all time. No save. Sorry, Vladosh. You don't get to play good RPGs, no save. You have to play these indie RPGs which don't allow you to save. No save, no save. Oh, but the graphics are like 3 d heroes. Suck my ass. The game is a good deal at 80 Microsoft points. But that's not saying much. In fact, no it isn't. Because 3D.Heroes is not 160th as good as that game which costed 60 times more. So shut up, Stu. I think you're being harsh. I quite liked it. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Please let me play some AAA titles. Someone please help me. I need to escape this prison. They beat me with electric cable. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Someone please help me. Wow. Seriously, wow. Uh, I don't think she should be allowed to drink anymore. That that is the craziest uh, like Vlados I think I've ever heard. She sounds really angry. It was like Max Headroom was here. It did sound like Max Headroom. <laughs> Thank you, Vlados. I was like, oh my god. Um, now this was Jason Gulliher uh, suggested this game for us to check out. So it wasn't my choice this week, I have to say. Ah, so she was picking on you for no reason. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was oh, Jason Vladis Gulliher. Um, so what did you think? What did you think? Couldn't save. 3D yeah. dot heroes, but not as fun, and couldn't save. And I mean, it was okay, but it felt like a tech demo or something. Yeah, it did. I mean, the the issue I had was there was no map, so yes. I soon lost track of where the hell the village thing was. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I have no idea where to get to go. Did you mentioned that we can't save, and you can't save. And he said you need. I needed thirty-two gold pieces to get a bow. Yeah. And. I couldn't get enough. I got to about 27 and then the demo finished, so I never got my bow. Yep. And all the enemies attacked in the same way. Yep. Which was a bit weird. And the dog, like, there was a dog. I guess that's it. There was, there was a, like, a little puppy dog. <laughs> also, there's a dog. Yeah, there was a dog. Um, but I thought it was, graphically, I, I like the style of it. I think it could have yeah, been done a good. lot better. I think it was a good foundation for a game. Yeah. I think it was a good foundation, but it didn't quite pull it off. And, you know, I mean, it, okay, yeah, like, it's something different in the indie games. Like, they did try something different, and I, I appreciate that. It just didn't become a fun game, and that's the thing, is we've talked about this before. You can have great-looking great games, but they have to play well. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, thank you, Jason, for the suggestion. Thanks for the suggestion, but stop suggesting things now. Never ask us again to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what we can find next week. Um, right, 
So I guess we better get to the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. You know? And this week, interestingly enough, interesting, this interesting, this, you like this. Um, I sent out a little tweet, and we've got a little clip that sort of shows what we're about to talk about. So do you want to play the clip? I think I found the place where everyone will know. My tech guy TV face, this is the school tech show. A recent article suggests that young people are taking video games way too far. According to the article, mental and medical professionals think this type of fun can turn into an addiction. So, so yeah, so that's so basically I tweeted and God lovers, I had no idea what was about to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I just put a little tweet out saying, uh, how long do you play video games for on an average week and would you consider yourself addicted? You know, Mom, more hot pockets. I know, just to sort of, you know, get an idea. You know, just sort of find yes. out what people thought. And for those who don't know, I I wrote a thing a long time ago called Confessions of a Video Game Addict, talking about my whole life experience of video games. Very boring, but it's on the site if you want to see it. And Stu, you, we know that you've been addicted to games for a while. Yeah, I I don't know. Have you had like a moment of clarity. Have you ever had? A, I talked about when Mega Man Three drove me insane. That was my sort of hitting rock bottom. Have you had one of those? I haven't re- I think interesting for me. I think I'm less addicted now than I have been previously. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as compelled. I'm more addicted to buying new games. Yeah. That's my biggest that fault. Can be a problem because I have made a list and we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks, but I've made a list of all the games that I bought or rented last year and a list of all the ones that I finished out of those. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, hang syndrome, we all have that. Yeah, but we'll have a look at that and we'll do our right. own because we—I don't think we've ever really listed that. I mean, you only buy about three games a year, so you should be fine. Exactly. You should be fine. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, what? I mean, let's let's talk about us first of all. I mean, I don't play probably as much as I used to. I I probably average, and I work this out, on an average week I probably go between ten and fifteen hours a week. I guess. Yeah, I'd say that's fairly accurate for me as well. I mean, you know, you know so, I come home like. Mondays, I, we do the podcast. Tuesdays, I have some time to play. Wednesdays, no. I'm at bowling 13-hour days. Thursdays, I often have meetings. And then Friday and Saturday night, uh, the, the wife and I hang out. So, yeah, like, I feel like I don't, you know, I have to squeeze it in when I can, but it's not nearly as much time as I used to have. Now, what I'd like you to do uh, for the next two weeks yeah. is keep a game diary of your Oh, boy. So keep a log of every time you play a game, whether it's an iPhone game or a, a console game or whatever it is. But uh, sort of, a, you know, not not necessarily start and finish time, but just the amount of time you played on what day. So that uh, we've got a rough idea where I'm, you know. And, and you know, I want Chini to do this as well. So if you're listening, but if he's not, I'll make sure he gets a message to do this. Uh, yeah. But at the moment, he's playing nothing, so he's going to be very barren. Um, but let's let's sort of keep a log of, of how long we play in a week, and so we can get an accurate amount for for next week's show or the week. It'll be the week after if we do the week after, and we get a rough idea then. So I thought we'd do that. So you could, that's that's getting that out of the way. Um, but would you use the word addicted, or would you just use the word enthusiast? Oh no no no! I'm I'm addicted. I'm totally addicted. Um, I, I'm a functional addict. I like. I think I'm I, I'm holding it together pretty well. Um, but it's it's something that I live with, you know, like an, a, an alcoholic can never go to a meeting and be like, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. No, it's always with you. And I think I've managed, I learned to manage it very well, but it's always there. Like even today, like I've said this before, when I grade papers, I tend to think about games that I've played or games I'm going to be playing soon. It's just weird. Like, especially if I'm doing something I've done a lot before, 
and grading papers, you know, I'm grading the same kinds of assignments I got last semester. So it's just sort of the same thing every 18 weeks, right? Um, so I, t for some reason, siphon filter just comes to mind when I'm grading papers, that old PS1 game. So it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. You see, I don't, I don't consider myself addicted to games in general. Yeah. But if I get the, that feeling, you know, when you're playing a game that you're really enjoying, yeah. and then I can't wait to play it again, and I get that with certain games, like Red Dead Redemption is a good example of that, or Mass Effect 2, you know, those sorts of games. Yeah. You know, and I'm guessing Skyrim will be a good, a good one for you for that, yeah. or Fallout 3. But yeah. I, can't, I, I wouldn't just play a game for the sake of just playing something, though, you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel I had to play something, anything, whatever it may be. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I am, a, I don't think I am a game addict. I don't think I'm addicted. I think I could go for a few weeks without playing any games, but I think it'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it'd be tough. I mean, because even when I go away on holiday, I always take my iPod. I'm always playing something on that or my DS, or you know. So I'm always playing something, but sure. But I don't know whether I consider myself an addict as such, you know, because it's quite a strong word, isn't it, being an addict to something? It is a strong word, but it's also something I think we don't necessarily need to be afraid of. Um... Because I, I think a lot of people see it only when they're worried that they're sort of coming into contact with a problem. You know what I mean? Like if it becomes a problem, then we're able to say, okay, yes, I'm an, I'm an addict. But I think it's something that a lot of people wrestle with. And I think in some ways, recognizing that you have a problem, you know, can help you to deal with it rather than sort of denying it. And then you're sort of like, oh, no, it's not a problem. I can quit when I want to, blah, blah, blah. Instead, if you sort of own it and say, yes, this is something that's part of my life, but I enjoy it a great deal, but I have to be careful not to let it get out of control. That, I think, is a healthy thing to do. Yeah, I think, I think if you play games as opposed to something else, or it starts affecting your work life or your right. home life. Your home life, exactly. And I think it does for some people. And I, you know, as much as we joke about it, it can be a serious problem. There are people who, especially people, and I don't even necessarily think, okay, it's the guy who died playing League of Legends. That's a sign of video game addiction when people don't, people are so used to seeing you in this same pose, just slumped forward in your chair, staring at the screen, that they don't notice when you die. That's a sign that something's wrong, obviously. But I think in a more subtle way, and this is something I've wrestled with, um, if you take the game too seriously, if you lose focus on what's really important, suddenly the game that you're playing of Modern Warfare is more important than the fact that your girlfriend is furious because you're ignoring her and or like screaming and being obnoxious like those are not pleasant things to be around and and you know when i was playing um prince of persia sands of time once on the ps2 like she was sitting there reading the paper and i was getting so mad because i kept dying on this one part and she just said i'm not trying to listen to this right now and she left the room and i was like okay that's bad that's not cool like that's my wife is more important to me than this dumb game so you have to be able to step back and realize things like that well, I mean, it's sort of interesting that you should say that because I've sort of had a, a situation like that with Kay, with my wife, oh, yeah. but it wasn't really directly linked to video. It was video game related, but not yeah. linked directly to, video, to a video game, if you will, because I used to be on a, a, a website called 360 Plex, where yeah. I, I used to do a bit of a podcast with them in America yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Met. That's how me and Chinny met. But... Oh, yeah. Their site was like a news feed site, and you could submit stories. Uh huh. And I got addicted to watching the news all the time for the next big uh -huh. story coming out, and yeah. then I could be the first one to post it there. Yeah. And and it got to the point where I was going into the computer like nearly all the time checking. Oof. 
That's no good. Yeah, and my wife got to the point of like really annoyed with me because like I was just that was taking over everything, you know, was sort of, you know, getting these stories up before anyone else did and that at the time i've got to say if i'm being really honest it was like i was addicted to getting that story up you know i was wanting to be the first person to you know break that story and have it up there yeah and it got it got to be a problem it really got to be a problem where we were having huge arguments about it you know and yeah. and, but, I was, and that's, the thing. that's that's the sign that lets you that reminds you that we can get addicted to anything I mean, it's not necessarily something inherent to games that or gaming that is inherently addictive, I think. It's just that so, sometimes we get so caught up in whatever we're doing that we lose our focus. And that's why it's important to be able to step back and take a deep breath and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the other thing to sort of that happened at that time i was i was trying to justify it by going well it's my hobby I, you know we all have hobbies just because you haven't got a hobby like uh, you know and yeah. oh sure you and know those personalizations again people do that that's a Definitely. sign of it really definitely i absolutely yeah. but i stopped you know and i don't do that anymore sure. um but you see in some ways though uh i guess my addiction has moved to my ipod now but it's not as noticeable yeah especially because as a society we've all become addicted to these things now yeah, I'm. I'm just the same way. We'll be watching Downton Abbey. Someone will mention a term in passing, like dowager, and I'll be like, I wonder what the technical definition of a dowager is, and I'll bust it out and start looking on Google and stuff. It's that connection to the world. Like, we, it's hard definitely. for us to get rid of it. I think what's interesting as well now, because obviously I can, I, I don't have to go to the computer anymore. I can sit in front of the telly. I can check Google Reader and see if there's any news coming out, you know. But, oh, sure. but these days it's more news, so I can, you know, bookmark it and put it up in the notes for the show or whatever. So it's yeah, yeah, sure, and yeah, and I'm the same way. Like, you know, it's nice. The whole reason I got it really is to a get access to the cool games that I can't play, and b uh, to you know, if I'm sitting there, like especially with Skyrim, like if I'm I suddenly find out I've got like rock joint or something. And I'm like, well, how do I deal with this? Instead of having to run upstairs and go on the computer and search it up, I can just pull out the thing. Boom, boom. There's the answer. And then I can keep going. So yeah, it's uh, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I'm addicted to games uh, per se, but I am, I do get addicted to stuff. Yeah. I haven't got really, I don't think I've got a real addictive personality anyway. It's not, you know, but I do once I start sort of doing something, I don't tend. I mean, for instance, and I guess my weight loss is a good example of this. Yeah. Uh, because this is about the third time I've lost loads of weight. Yeah. And I'm one of these people that once I've set my mind to doing something, yeah. I sort of do it. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no going back. I mean, I've lost over four stones in a year. That's a good you know, and But that's the sort of personality I am. I'm very determined. So yeah. I, I guess I'm more determined than a, like I'm an addictive person. I'm more determined right, to do right. stuff. You just focused on the thing when you start it, and then you keep going with it. Yeah, and I think as well what happens, and I get so focused on it, nothing else matters. Yeah, sure. You know, I get totally focused that's, on That's that. slightly different from addicted. I mean, people who are addicted to things often have that attitude, but it doesn't necessarily come from the same place, and it doesn't have the same way of dealing with it. Yeah, I'm just one of these people who I'm very stubborn. You know, and, you know, if I set myself to do something, I want to achieve it. You know, I'm sort of very determined to achieve stuff when I've decided I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I think that's probably where it comes from more. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's in, it's interesting, you know. But uh, I don't know. I don't think I would consider myself addicted to games, but I do just enjoy them. I'm, I, I think of myself as more as an enthusiast of games and an addicted yeah. to them. But shall well, what we, did other people say? Shall we see what everyone else said? Yes. Okay. Tell us, people. So starting off, Dan Jones, otherwise known as Companion Cube, uh, said, "I wish I got the chance to be addicted." An hour a night, if tops, uh, if lucky for me. So, uh, so Dan, I feel for you, man. An hour a night is not a long time to play. Not a long time. Yes. Uh, Heavy Evil, or GH Rock R, uh, yeah. said, used to be 10 to 20 hours a week. Uh, as of late, not that much. When I had a girlfriend, it wasn't too much at all, about 5 to 10 hours a week. And on a bad week, 20 to 30 hours. Oof. In, a, in a week. So that's, yeah. a, that's a fair amount, isn't it? It is a fair amount. That's a lot and I must say this too, like, I know that, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, the wife and I spend time together and we, you know, like I say, we, we reserve sort of Friday and Saturday night because we're so busy during the week. It's going to be, you know what, we're going to spend some time, go to a movie, eat dinner, whatever it is. Um, but I'm also, I, I know I'm very lucky because the Duchess is sort of like, you know what, you've got your stuff you're going to do, I got my stuff I'm going to do, and I tend to be a very independent person to begin with. So, you know, we see eye to eye on that sort of thing. So it's really cool. I don't ever feel like she's being neglected or anything like that, so. I mean, I mean, if you've got that balance and your your wife or girlfriend or whatever is happy with it, then there's no problem, yeah. is there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. But it has to um, be a mutual thing. It can't just be like, "This is the way I am, baby. Deal with it." Yeah. So that's that's what he does. I mean, let me ask you this question though, because obviously we know Antonio's still at school. Yeah. If if one of your students came to you and said they were playing games for twenty to thirty hours a week. How would you feel about that as a teacher? I don't know. It depends on how well they're doing with their work. Like, that's the thing. I've had students who are, you know, every bit is addicted to a certain, you know, sometimes they'll go way, like, I tend to go way in into one game. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm in Skyrim, like, it's all Skyrim. There's a period of a month there where I played nothing else, literally. Um, But I still took care of my work. And I did other things as well as a you know, schoolwork. So if a student is taking care of all their business and then they play a lot of games, I'm like, great, go for it, you know. But it's the students that slack off and they're, you know, they're not doing their work and they come in and you can tell they haven't done the reading. That's the problem, you know what I mean? And that's, again, that's the sign of addiction is when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't think the amount of time a person plays is necessarily a good or bad. It's just how well are they juggling the rest of their life. I think to me, an addiction is has a negative connotation. So it's yeah. sort of something that affects your life in a negative way. Yeah. And I think if you're playing games when you should be doing other stuff, yes, then then it's a problem. You know, if you if you're playing games when you should be doing your homework, then it's a problem. If you're playing games when you should be spending time with your girlfriend or your children or your wife, then it's a problem, isn't it? Yes. You know, and I I've started you know in the last few years to try and keep it more separate i guess yeah between sort of you know my gaming time tends to be late at night when my wife's gone to bed so it doesn't affect that you know in that way or my daughter started to play out quite a lot more now at the weekend so on a sunday afternoon my wife will be doing some ironing or doing some something that she wants to do and and i'll play some games then so i try and keep it you know at times when it's acceptable you know and i think sure sure and i think that's what you gotta do so let's move on turtle 502 says 14 to 21 hours a week on average so that's an interesting uh, number range there (laughs) yeah Uh, i suppose it depends on the week yeah i don't consider myself addicted i'm passionate uh, yeah, I'm yeah. with you there, Turtle. That's me. Put it. Uh, Pam C. Fox uh, says, probably eight hours or less a week. I love games, but not quite addicted. If I was addicted, I'd have finished more games. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we, we get you there. Uh, Chris MJW says, not enough, and yes. So he doesn't play enough, <laughs> and yes, he is addicted, but he's, <laughs> yeah. but he's probably eight hours a week. So probably eight hours a week. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Antonio, or GH Rocky, came back in and said, I'm addicted to Fallout New Vegas, playing my fourth playthrough <laughs> since... Great uh, dance, no doubt about it. So, yeah. Uh, crazy, X-Razy, X-Razy. Whatever, however you pronounce that, as many hours as possible, and yes, I am wholeheartedly addicted. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, Soup Dragon Dan says, "Not enough. I always want more time to play, but life gets in the way sometimes." And yes, I am completely addicted. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Antonio came back in again to ask a few different questions, nothing to do with the addiction <laughs> thing. So we'll move on to uh, Greasy Fish Lips, who says, "Same here. I love playing games, but the older I get, the less time I seem to have." Yeah, that's true. Uh, exempt Mr. Fish 79 said, I'd say about 15 to 20 hours a week. Uh, I thought I wasn't addicted until I broke my Xbox last night, and I'm missing it already. jeez. <laughs> oh, See, that's a sign. That's a sign. Oh, yeah. Hardly done. Uh, I guess I play around 35 to 40 hours a week. Wow, Possibly that's... more. That's like a full-time job there. But I am not addicted. Just have a load of time. Now, I, I'm sorry, but I question that. <laughs> Anyone who plays for nearly 50 hours a week, 40 to 50 hours a week, that is a serious amount of time to play games, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it seems a bit intense. Now, I did say to him, if you were cut off from games and all that, anything gaming-related for two weeks, would you be okay with that? And he said he would, but I think he's in denial, personally. Well, there's one thing to say it, and then there's another thing to actually do it. Absolutely. That is a lot. To suddenly take, cut yourself off from 40 or 50 hours of gaming a week, I think, would be difficult. Yes. Yeah, God love us. Uh, and then he said, yup, easy. Well, if it wasn't for two podcasts, I'm on. So that's how he replied. <laughs> that, that does eat up some time. There are some Mondays when I come home, and I'm, we're recording this on a Thursday, but usually it's Mondays. Um, and I come home, and I'm like, I really like to sit and play some games. Nope, time to podcast. But whatever. Well, the podcast is more important than games. It well, is games. It's about games. And so it's not, <laughs> yeah, like it's not like I'm sacrificing something. No. Uh, Greasy Fish Lips. Uh, sorry, not him. This was that Greasy, but this is from uh, Phil Fee. Phil Fee, and he says, I'm exactly the same. Lucky if I get in two hours a week at the moment. Wow, that would suck. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, Skyrim, two hours is like two minutes. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do half a mission. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, School Duggeraw says, I think the hours per week and addiction are two separate points. I'm guilty of both when life permits it. So, yeah. I think he's right. I think he is right, but I think they are connected as well. I think they are, you know, can be disassociated, but they can also be connected to each other as well. So I do sort of agree with yep. his point. Um, yeah, Nick, Surface Lizard, Surface Lizard uh, says between five, oh yeah, five and ten hours. And my last serious addiction was Civilization 3. Dangerous, evil that game. That was a very addictive game. There's no doubt about it. Yep. So five to ten hours. And who else have we got on here? Let's have a see. Here we go. I think there was a couple more. Just a minute. There was a lot of sort of in-between ones. That's the problem. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Next to the next uh, next one here. Here we go. Uh, yes, Johnny Fart Pants. Are you ready for this? Yes. Around 30 to 50 hours a week. 
Uh, only five pounds. Uh, because he has time off work. He's, you know, we know he's got a, a, a bad back, hasn't he, at the moment? So he's recuperating from that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you, I don't, you, see, that's the thing is that, like, if a person, like, when I'm on summer break, I don't want to hear shit about how much I'm playing games. Damn it. I get to go. play as much as I want. Kiss my ass. So if you're recuperating <laughs> for something, if you're, like, you know, if you don't have a job at the moment, hey, play games. Go that's for a it. lot of games. Assuming you're looking for a job. Usually around 20 to 30 hours, though. Yes, I would consider myself addicted. So he yeah. considers himself definitely addicted. Uh, Gary Lever, he has 20 to 30 hours, and I do not have a problem. So it's no problems for Gary. So, oh, yeah, 20 to 30 it. hours, that's fair. Uh, Midnight Fairy. So thank you to you, because we've, we've never had a tweet off you before. And yeah. I think that was via JSS Lifelike. As many hours as I can, and yes, I am terribly addicted to video games. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, Steve Conger, probably 20 hours a week, but that's normal, right? <laughs> yeah. 20 hours a week, that's normal. And Midnight Fairy uh, tweeted again, I usually play Skype. Now, this, to me, is a sign of addiction for me. <laughs> I, I am, but... I usually play Skyrim before work for an hour and Rock Band after work for a few hours on Mondays. I game all day. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think if you play a game before you go to work, that is a sign that you're addicted to it, isn't it? Yeah, and, I mean, and for instance, it depends, because, I mean, like, but we might have a late work day. Like, if, okay, I get up at 5.45 just to get into work on time. If I were to set my alarm for an hour early just to play some games, that would be ridiculous. But if I don't have to be at work until noon and I wake up naturally at 10 and then play a game for an hour, that's not ridiculous. No, I suppose it isn't, but, I mean, Skulldugger is an interesting one, because he says he's not addicted to games, but I've known, you know, many times when he said he's got up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning to play right, a right. game. Yeah. And to me, that is a sign that, you know, you, yeah. you could, you know, to, that you're so compelled to get up at a silly time in the morning just to play <laughs> right. a game yeah. is, a, is, to me, a sign of addiction, I would have said. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, right. And then we had, did we have anyone else? No, that's it. That was everybody. So that was okay, everybody. thanks for writing in, everybody. Now, we did have some on Facebook as well. So let me just find those ones. Uh, oh, wait a minute, it might be on the other side. Just bear with me one second while I get the right... I'm with you. I know, unfortunately, we have, we have two accounts, you see. So I have to find the right account. Yes. Okay, here we go. I will tell you now. Better hurry up and find it. Otherwise, I'm going to start speaking with this ridiculous British posh accent again. Right, we've got seven comments on the oh, Facebook. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we got Thomas Humble who says lots and possibly, so lots and possibly. <laughs> well, that's uh, pretty specific. Mark Green, not enough. I do like to look at my Xbox quite a lot as it's below the plasma. Does that count? So he just looks at it a lot, but he doesn't manage to play it as much. Oh, that seems a little odd. Um, Susan Linden Hall says not as many as I'd like, and probably yes, but not uncontrollably. Yes. Yep. Uh, Philip Mulholland says 140 hours of Skyrim. Had it for about 10 weeks. So that's an average of two hours per day just on Skyrim. Mm. Wow. Uh, Tam Tally, uh, sorry, Tam Lally even, says, I tend to know a few who are addicted, and I may be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, Pete, she, if you think you might be, then you probably are. Peter Marshall, about 10 to 15, depending on how busy I am with other things. Uh, but if I play too much, I begin to feel guilty and lazy and then stop for a couple of days. This has been happening more and more often. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's not a good sign, is it? Not a good sign. And to finish off, Adam Linfield says, also about 10 to 15 hours, uh, more if it's a new title I'm really into. Certainly wouldn't say I'm addicted, just a major pastime. 
So I think it's interesting how people are uh, referring to their addiction. You know, I think I think what's interesting with this is we, you know, there's a lot of bad press about you know you know teenagers becoming addicted to games, and we're sort of admitting to a certain extent that we are. Well, <laughs> and it all again, it's a question of how you manage it and how it hurts you or doesn't. And calm down, everybody. Everything's probably fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Like I say, I think the biggest thing is as long as it doesn't affect your home life too much, then it shouldn't really be a problem. Exactly. Learn how to manage your lives, people. Organize things. Do what you have to do. You know, when you play Go, it's kind of like chess. And when you play Go, there's a bunch of proverbs. And one of them is you play the moves you have to play before the moves you want to play. And that's a good rule for life. You know what I mean? Like, if you got work to do and you also want to play games, just do the work first, get it out of the way, and then you can sit and relax and play the game, and then you don't have the work hanging over you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's, you know, it's a game-life balance, isn't it? Yes. Now, the problem with that, of course, is if you do that, sometimes when you're playing games, someone will come along and go, oh, you did that other work, here's some more work. And you go, ah, damn it, I'm supposed to have time to relax now. I wanted to play games. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I must admit at the moment, um, I've gone to bed early a few times in the last few weeks. I've, you know, I used to stay up quite late, but I'm, I've been feeling really tired, so I have been not playing as much as I have been. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still getting time I had to, in. I had to, we had to figure out a way for me to just make it into bed by 10 o'clock every night. Because if I stay up later than that, I'm miserable at school. I have no energy. It sucks. Yeah. So I'm on a total routine now. It's like 9 o'clock, time to watch The Daily Show, and then we'll go to bed or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely with you there. So, um, so that's, that's sort of it, I guess, on game addiction and time spent playing. And that's pretty yeah. much it for the middle of the show, to be honest. We've uh, yeah, talked yeah, about that one for quite a while. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. I like, I like a juicy topic every now and again. You know, yeah. like, sort of get me Good to discussions about that stuff. Yeah, Going a little depth. Yeah, and I'm sure if, if anyone else has got any comments or any thoughts on anyone to email in, just send us your thoughts. Still get in touch, people. Yeah, send us some thoughts to uh, podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's all you need to do. Send it there. Do it. Do send. it now. So it is that time of the week because they are every other week slot now for Mr. Surface Lizard. Oh, Surface Lizard! So uh, we'll have a listen to that and then, uh, yeah, we'll give Hello, our darlings. views. We'll give our views. Hello, uh, darlings. So let's do that now. I am the god of Welcome, watchers of illusion, to the castle of confusion. Phase with us now, for this is the time of adventure. I, Treyguard, issue the challenge. Beyond that portal lies the dungeon of deceit, which I alone have mastered. Hello, darlings. Uh, Service Lizard here, once again. This week, I want to share with you a tale of grand loss of soaring profits and the kind of dismal despair that would make even Stephen Hester weep like a man with a lost bonus. Spiraling highs and soaring lows. Actually, none of those things. More importantly, where we are is we are at a point between two zeniths of the gaming year. Now that Christmas 
has faded away from us and all of the releases that have bloated the market like an obese man's all-you-can-eat buffet have faded into memory and yet cocked and loaded like a twitchy farmer's shotgun waiting in the periphery is the second tier of games about to besiege us. When we consider what has been released and the pile of games we have to play, it is impressive. Allow me to read off some of them in true Jack and Rory style. We have the likes of Skyrim, Dark Souls, Gears of War 3, Uncharted 3, Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3. It seems to be the year of 3. So, amidst all of this snowy detritus, what have I been playing? I've been playing this. Your story? Well, I do know the most incredible story of all. My story. My legend. The legend of Puss in Boots. Like all great tales, it begins with a humble guy. That's right, I've been playing Puss in Boots on my PS3. Don't you dare judge me. Oh, actually, you can't judge me. What can I do about it? I'm just a voice on a podcast. I saw the film with Madame Lizard over the Christmas period. I was suitably impressed, and when I saw the tie-in game for £15, how could a weak reptile like myself even begin to resist? Puss in Boots has reminded me that games don't have to be navel-gazing epics. They can actually be a tremendous amount of fun. I'm sure some of you remember that word. Fun. F-U-N. Foxtrot. Uniform. November. Look it up. Personally, I detest the word swashbuckle, and I will only use it in this review once. Um, it is a swashbuckle-ing game. More importantly, how many games have you played that feature a tabby, suave, debonair, hat-wearing, fencing cat in patent leather boots, voiced by Antonio Banderas? How many games have you played that allow you this? I would say none. Maybe one. Personally, the only decent cat game I've ever played was Nine Lives, back on the Amiga way back in 1991, so I think it's a bit more time to bring the feline back into gaming. But, more divisive leaders, playing this game make me as much of a pussy as the protagonist of the game? No. If you have a PlayStation Move controller, you can double the fun by two, maybe even three, because of the wonderful glowing bulb, which gathers the attention rather like a cat would do with a laser pointer. So... Puss in Boots, a devastating fairy tale of action, of loose parkour, of claws, of wonderful combat. In fact, you could argue that what this really is is like Assassin's Creed feline edition, but you wouldn't be collecting pieces of Eden, you'd be collecting hairballs, and there wouldn't be any eagle vision, they'd just be spraying foul urine everywhere to mark your territory. The plot, as you would imagine, loosely follows that of the film with additional bonus and or bloating, which effectively is one cat's quest for love, romance, declawing, involving magic beans and Humpty Dumpty. Now, seeing the film and playing the game, I'll be brutally honest, Humpty Dumpty scares the crap out of me. Mostly because I was traumatised as a youth by the very, very disturbing Kinder Surprise advert. That thing still rapes my nightmares, I tell you. Anyway, happy thoughts, puppies and kittens and, and mint leaves. Back to the game. 
The game itself is divided into what could be considered three prevalent types of game. Uh, combat, traversal and stealth. It's multifaceted, it's varied, it holds the attention and admittedly with it being aimed at a younger player is perfect for my frankly depressing attention span and pea brain. Apart from that, the game also offers more distractions than Facebook in the office involving wonderful mariachi guitar fights sliding down a beanstalk on a leaf and some kind of very bizarre dance dance revolution dance battle with cats and tails. It has to be said, I found the combat model surprisingly enjoyable. Maybe that's a testimony to my complete lack of standards, but it uses a fairly fundamental lock-on system in which the eponymous Puss in Boots circles round the opponents and I get to wave the move controller like I've got some kind of early-onset Parkinson's as I involve myself with all manner of dexterous flicks, flourishes and attacks with the blade. The more unvaried your attacks, the quicker your boots meter fills up and your boots meter allows you to buy discount cosmetics from white-suited harlots in brightly lit shops. More importantly than that, it allows for a variety of wonderful special attacks. A claw attack which is some kind of bizarre scramble House of the Dead style melee and a kick. The kick is one of the major cruxes of the combat because you can line up your foes with various parts of the environment and kick them into it with marvellous effect. You can kick them into barrels, you can kick them off ledges, and most excitingly, you can smash them into a pillar where a giant ornamental fish falls on their head. That's right, three very important words right there. Giant ornamental fish. Worth the £15 I paid for the game alone. If you've played any of the Assassin's Creed games, then you'll be well aware that the parkour is very much like parkour and not to be confused with Parker, which is a whole different coat-related game entirely, complete with fur-collar DLC. Depressingly, the stealth elements could be a bit more stealthy. Frankly, it's all a bit red light, green light, stop, start. Very much like playing Knock on Wolf or that other game involving grannies I played in the schoolyard. But even though I've played it multiple times, there's still something wonderful about the sneaking that carries very much the Warner Brothers' Wile E. Coyote sense of drama about it. Yes, Puss in Boots is not going to give you as many hours of entertainment as Skyrim, nor have I ever said that it would. But you could argue that it is a much more compressed, honed and focused experience than Skyrim and rewarding in its own way. Frankly, I'm wary of film tie-ins. I grew up in the 80s and to me, a film tie-in is synonymous with Ocean Software releasing some part-boiled piece of crap, which is loosely tied into the game, normally because they've effectively commandeered some other game and slapped a license onto it. Anyone that paid money for their appalling Highlander game in 1986 will be shocked and appalled and will also share a silent tear with me. Puss in Boots, though, is very, very true to its material, to the point where, frankly, it looks like you're actually playing the film. It looks that good. Now, I know it sounds like I'm talking about something, frankly, quite disgusting, but it has to be said the fur on the cat is quite remarkable. I can't believe I've actually just used that phrase on a podcast. The effects and the animations are lively and slick, and my god, the whole thing plays like a, a fiesta, a veritable piñata of juvenile, regressive delight. Which is the point, surely. It's like having a posh wank with a ripe melon. It's, it's somehow ripe and somehow just, but also there's something slightly dirty about it afterwards. And then I, I would never eat the melon either, just saying. 
I know I'm wasting my time. I know I should be raving about Battlefield 3 and my kill-death ratio. I know I should be foaming at the mouth about the psychological nuances of Catherine and the appeal of the psychosexual Freudian symbolism. I know I should be having some kind of bizarre homoerotic crush on Marcus Phoenix and fellating myself over chainsaw gun kills, grisly gore, real-time lighting, volumetric particle effects. Ah, no. I want to play a cat with a sword, and I've been able to finally live that fantasy. So yes, in conclusion, in some ways the game is simplistic, but do we have to use that word in a pejorative? Is something simplistic necessarily a bad thing? I would say no. Tetris is just a simplistic game in which you lay down blocks into lines. Super Mario is a character in which you just jump up and hit blocks and jump on turtles. Simplicity is a curious thing and also I think a now defunct name of a female sanitary product. In my life, in my wearisome, tedious, overlong life, I've played more than my fair share of film tie-ins, and I've been offended by more than my fair share of film tie-ins, and frankly, most of them have been invisible, ill-conceived, money-man-driven awful. Apart from Puss in Boots, which is probably equally money-man-driven awful, but my god, at least it's remaining true to the source material. At least there's a sense of love in it. At least there's a sense of variety in it. And... To go back to where I started, at least there's a sense of fun in it. Very few things in games make me laugh out loud. I'm recently now playing Titan Quest through on the PC. After endless hilarity of watching a dog's tail wag at the speed of light, Puss in Boots is the only game thus far that's made me laugh out loud like a cackling choked chicken. No one ever listens to what I say, and frankly, why should you? I'm an ass. But nonetheless, if you see Puss in Boots knocking around for a tenner, if you've got Connect or Move... I recommend you to pick it up, or you'll be missing an incredible tail by a whisker. See, uh, um, <laughs> oh, puns, please kill me now. Also, equally as importantly, giant ornamental fish. Surface Lizard, signing out, in disgrace, be seeing you. I'm a big kind old Hector, but don't you push me too far. Right. Well, we're back after that beautiful surface lizard. What was uh, he talking about? I couldn't figure out what he was even talking about. Yeah, puss in boots. I mean... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, puss in boots. I don't... I must say, it's rare that I'm going to give one of these kid games a try. Yeah, I think... Do you know, he's convinced me to try it, though. You know, it does... It sounds... Are you going no, to I haven't to, but I'm going to. Love film or something? Yeah, I'm going to do. Because he made it sound kind of cool. Now, I'm not... I'm not entirely convinced it is, but, yeah. you know, he made it sound like it was actually a pretty decent game. And I, I think, you know, we don't it's... give enough love to some of these film times because we automatically well, think they're going to be crap. Right. I think we're very skeptical, as we should be. But thank goodness some people are willing to give them a try so that there are some good ones. We can find out which ones are good and you can tell us and then we can doubt you and then give it a try ourselves. I mean, the, one, the other game that, you know, got a lot of love was uh, Toy Story 3. Yeah, I did hear good things about yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people like that game. So I, I keep thinking I should give that a whirl at some point or, you know, play it with Millie because I know you can, I think you can play in co-op on there. Yeah. So I keep thinking, oh, maybe I should give that a whirl sometime. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to give it a whirl. So if you've convinced me to have at least a go of this game and see if it's actually as good as you're making out. Because, you know, yeah, it made me believe. It made me believe it is. You did your best, Surface. It did. It did make me believe it's true. Um, so yeah, to f- round out the show, we have got emails this week. Ah, uh... uh... email. 
Okay, are you ready for these? I am ready. Now, the first one's very quick, so this will be easy to do. Shouldn't have any issues with this one. And this one's from Paul Bates, and he says, Sexy Saxophone is the title of his email. And he says, I love your podcast. I am on my phone at work, so I will be quick. Can you tell me... Can you? I can't, oh, by the way, I need to talk about this. John Mao <laughs> used that in his show this week. Really? Yeah. He's very specific with the things he rips off from us. I know. Keep stealing stuff, man. It's Keep very flattering, stuff. though. It is. Uh, he's, anyway, he says, can you tell me what that saxophone tube is, please? It makes me crack up every time I hear it. I'd pay money for it. You pay money for it? Send me $100 on <laughs> PayPal, and I will send you that loop. Yeah, what is it, by the way? I don't know. Gray Fox sent it to me. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm assuming you've got the MP3 and it's fairly small. I do. I can send it to him. We'll email it to him. Yes. How about that? We'll email you it e- to you. No, you don't even need to do that. Go to YouTube and type in saxophone 10 hours and you'll find it like that. Well, that's all he wanted to know. That's well, that's it. Just but saxophone me, just on the saxophone. I don't think there's any other saxophone 10 hours and you'll get 10 hours of this. Just to be on the safe side, though, it may be the Curless Whisper one he's referring to. Oh, he might be. Uh, in that case, just look for Saxophone Sexy Man, and you'll find uh, that one. There you go. Saxophone Sexy Man, or Saxophone yes. 10 Hours, and you should find it. <laughs> yes. Can't go wrong. Oof. Oof. That was close. Uh, so thank you for the email. Okay, this one's from Antonio Phillips, otherwise known as GH Rock. There you go. Yes. Do you like a cool intro for him there? That was very nice. It's a good remix on the fly. That was very nice. Um, Very nice. So, here we go. He he was saying, he actually said, can I send you an email? I'm like, you don't have to ask, just send it, you know? Because he hasn't sent us one for me. And anyway, he's he's entitled, hi. So, hi. 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 Uh, How do, VG crew? There you go. I don't like it. A long time, no email. So sorry. I guess. But whatever. I would say... What I've been playing, like on the Play Vault podcast, check that podcast and website because it's awesome. But you'll probably be trying to push this along so you can do shout outs and get the hell out. Mom, so I'll wrap just... up. I know, yeah. So I'll just say this I've well, been playing the Japanese only Naruto Generations demo. It's always about Naruto, isn't it, GH Rocker? Seriously? Do you know, I feel like at some point I should play one of these games just to see how bad it is because I just feel <laughs> it's going to be really bad. You know, yeah. I love EGH, man, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it'll be Again, good. I think it's one of those things. If you grew up playing it, then you're great. If not, oof. But then, you great. know, to be fair, I love Deadly Premonition, and I'm loving Catherine. And other oh, people, we all have games that we love yeah. that nobody else does. So Other people probably think yeah. they're shit. You should shit, be careful so. before we judge everybody. Yeah, else. it should be shit. So you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, a quick question, more aimed at Stu, but I would like to hear your um, opinions as well, Duke and Chinny. Well, that would be good if Chinny was here, but he's not. Yeah, really? Too bad Chinny's not here. Yeah, he's taking Lemsip or something. He's sticking a thermometer up his bum hole. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Uh, what type of internet do you have? I'm asking because every episode, Stu goes on about this download and this download, that. Wait a minute. I think, I think maybe we can get Chinny's response. No, wait. He's not here. Well, well, oh, wait. Whoops. That's the wrong file. I thought it was going to be the one where he's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Boy. Never mind. Go on. 
Uh, it just makes me think how shit my internet is. I'm with Orange, and my download, my download limit is 10 gigs. Uh, I recently been socially dead with podcasts and phones, so I'm starting back up. Thanks for your 100 weeks of entertainment and hope for 100 more. Well, he is well behind because we're 109 tonight. So. <laughs> so. I absolutely 100% disagree. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he says, I'm back, GH Rocker PS. I don't have a problem, Jonesy. I have a passion. So there you go. Yeah, so that's a good way to convince yourself. Yeah. So thank, honestly, thank you, GH. It's really cool to yes. hear from you. And right, as far as internet goes, I have... Um, is it large or extra large? I think it's large broadband with Virgin, uh, which is a 30 meg download speed, and I get about three and a half meg upload speed, and it's unlim- It pretty much is unlimited, so I don't have any limits set on my downloads or anything. So there you go. I get pretty much anything down. What is yours? I don't know what yours is. What's yours? What's my what? What's your internet? My internet is uh, good. No, it's the the one up from the most basic one you can get. I think it's like 10 something per something. You really are not a techno freak, are you? (laughs) I'm really not a techno freak. I'm just like, whatever, I need internet. And they're like, well, here's our packages. I'm the cheapest one. I'll take the cheapest one. And then at one point it was like, eh, stuff kind of downloads kind of slow these days. Eh, We'll try a faster one. Slightly (laughs) faster, please. Oh, my gosh. You are a, a cheapskate, aren't you? <laughs> I'm definitely a cheapskate. You, you buy your shoes from a place called Cheap Shoes or whatever it was. <laughs> Pay less. Pay less, you know what I mean? That's right. Anyone who buys shoes Pay from less. somewhere called Pay Less worries me. <laughs> they should call it Pay Half. Pay Half twice as often. Oh, dear, oh dear. Um, now, the next email comes off Mr. Bed Herdu, and also known as Gangu Crimes who sent us our lovely intro at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and he sent us an email to go along with it, so I'll, I'll quickly read his email. Uh, he says, Hello, Stu, Duke, and Chinny. Hello. I was, I was writing a song to win a copy of Dark Souls for the OC podcast competition, and I remembered a long time ago I had written a song about you guys, so I thought this was an ideal time to record it and send it your way. Maybe yeah. it can be included on the Veteran Gamer's Greatest Hits. Well, it wasn't. It was included on the show tonight as the intro. That's right, baby. Yep. So here are the lyrics. So he actually wrote out the lyrics. Oh, excellent. Here I was we go. hoping to find he out. He says, uh, welcome you all to the veteran gamers. Stu Duke, Chini are the fellas who'll tell you about every single game that they've been playing this week. News reviews and an indie pick. Stu's story time and Chini's game breakers. Here comes Duke with his soundbite saviors. It's the yeah. veteran gamers. There you go. And he says, hope you enjoy. Feel free to have a good laugh at my expense. Ha! Gangu crimes. Well, actually, I, I kind very, of it's very flattering that you would choose to make a song about us. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It was good. Yay. Now, we won't use it every week, but, you know, every now and again, we may chuck it in as the intro. There you go. How about yes. that? Okay, and to finish off, we have got a, another email off Jason. Before we get to that, I just found a website you might be interested in, Stu. It's called right. freeappreport.com. All every right. They post... What apps have gone free that day? Yeah, there is a free app every free app a day thing, isn't there? And the, you sort of get some, really cool. some kind of good games on there. But to be honest, I have literally run out of... I've got a 32 gig iPod. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, I'm about to run out of room. And I've run stuff. out of room. I have no room on it. I've got about two, gig, two gigs free I've got. So I've yes. got barely any space on there. But I'll have to delete something anyway. Uh, but anyway, Jason Golahar says, this one's to Vlados. It isn't to us. It's to Uh-oh. He says, hey, Vlados. Some Xbox indie games that I never played. Hang on, wait, wait, I think she's ready to respond. Yes. There you go. 
Oh, great. Uh, some Xbox indie games I never purchased for 240 asking price are now only 80 points. So I'll be picking up Antipole, Escape Goat, Soulcaster 1 and 2, and there are a few more. Although, for some reason, a few of the others I would have picked up at 80 are now sticking with 240. Hmm. Anyway, Antipole is a difficult DSI were title that Nintendo charges $5 for. Surface would love it. It's similar to VVVVVVV. It has plenty of content, but I think Duke didn't like it because the main character looked like a diva. Uh, Chini should love it, faux show. I think the daddy liked the others. Okay, Escape Goat. Escape Goat is interesting. Uh, as for that car game that Stu liked on the last show that had the 80s vibe, it's shit. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Uh, with the arcade <laughs> titles lately, I'm either picking up Basketball Game that dropped to 800 points, Boom Shakala, or NFL Blitz at 1,200 points. We have Alan Wake and the other scary one coming up, but if they all suck, I might just pick up Bully for 1999. Never played it. Chinny, what do you think? Now, 1999. Well, say. The Soulcaster games are okay, but the Scapegoat game is a piece of crap. There you go. Opinion. Um, 1999, I don't know whether that's dollars or pounds. I think he may be American. I don't know. I think he might be yeah. American. But that sounds expensive. I'm sure he could get it cheaper than that. that sounds yeah. kind of, that's an old game now, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's kind of cool. You know, it's GTA in a school. And I'm sure Chini would tell you to play it. So, yeah. yeah. If you want to play it, pick it up. You know? Give it know? a shot. Can't but, hurt there, but there are new games starting to drop. So, you know, maybe you want to hold off because there's new stuff coming. Hey. Yeah, there's new stuff coming. Uh, and that's it for the emails for this evening. Ah. And, I, and I guess to a certain extent, that's probably it for this week's show, really. Hey, you know what? We're going to have another one in like three or four days. So I know. We've run on too long tonight. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have talked about all the games I've played because I will, probably won't get a chance to play that much more. Over well, I might have a lot to say about Kingdoms of Valor, I'm sure, next week. Yeah, so. that'll be good. It's tight, people! And I did, I did give Chinny, even though he's ill, and I did speak to him earlier, I did tell him he has to play some games this week. Well, yeah has to play some games so he said he will try his best to play some games so hopefully he'll have something to talk about on monday when he arrives yes. so yeah so that's that's really about it tonight apart from shout outs and getting the hell out of here so uh yeah i'm gonna come to you first duke for your shout outs i don't know that i have any shout outs i mean what? we didn't have play day last week because i forgot to set one up so yeah, let me tell What's all that about the play date for next sunday this coming sunday the 12th of february We'll be full house poker, and we'll be sitting around a table and playing a few hands of uh, gambling and so forth. And uh, yes, it should be a lot of fun. So people come and check it out. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, Dave one five zero seven seven one's been interested in playing that. Oh, Blue Man Hell! I do need to give Blue Hell Man a shout out. Um, we had a bunch of people playing poker recently, and that was a lot of fun. And Blue Hell Man was there. Influenza was there. Honky Patrol. And uh, I let's see, Thumble stopped in. And who was the other one? Nick P. I think was the other one who stopped by. That was cool. Also, uh, Blue Hell Man wants us to know that you can now remove payment options from the Xbox Live service manually through Xbox.com. I had previously not been able to. Worth a mention on the show if you remember with the hackers and all. About time, Microsoft. So people can check that out. And um, yeah. Go uh, well. I had it in the news stories this week about the hacking stuff, but I guess we never got around to talking about it. And the dude, freaking one of the developers on uh, what you call it, said that the used games killer is great. What a scumbag! And I did have a story about a replica portal gun that's available for buying from the general public in oh, April. Nice. For See, six... this is why you got to tune in next week, people, because we're yeah. going to have all this news yeah. and more. 
16,000 yen, which is about $200. So, yeah, it's it's all available for pre-order on the Japanese website. Yes. And there you go. That'd be kind of cool. I must say, though, I posted the thing about the um, Star Wars Xbox. That thing looks so cool. Yeah, that's been out for a while, though. That's been announced. See, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that was announced because it's, it's coming out with the Star Wars Kinect game. And eh, nobody cares about that. Yeah, I know, but they, that's, why, that's why it got delayed. I guess so. Because it was coming out with the game, and obviously because the game got delayed, they had to delay the console. Yes. There you go, you see. Uh, well, I've, I've only really got one... Well, I've got a few, I guess. I'll, I'll shout out everybody who replied to the, the Twitter regarding gaming. Yes, yeah, cheers for that. So thanks to everybody who... Uh, it blew up a little bit, really. I was, I was a bit taken it aback. Was trending. Yeah, I was a bit taken aback about how many people actually replied to it. Uh, so thank you for everybody who replied. And I have got a special shout-out uh, to Jonesy from the Play Vault podcast. Uh, because he's actually listening to the show now, first time last week, apparently. Oh, yeah. uh, and he said he liked it, so yeah, Welcome thank you for board, that. Dude. Thank you for that. Welcome aboard. Yeah, we like that. And, and why not go and leave us an iTunes review? That'd be cool if you did that. Yeah, go and leave us one of those. That'd be nice. Yeah, I don't care if people do or not. I like when people do, but I, I don't like to ask people to do it. Oh, I do, you know. Why not? Actually go and do it. Yeah, I mean, but if they want to go... If you it, care about us, if you like us, then you should do it, but... Yeah, yeah you should definitely do it if you I'll like us. heartbroken if you don't. If you like us. Uh, talking of which, uh, we have got two new iTunes reviews. Now, uh, oh, snap. there's a bit of an interesting story that goes along with, with these two iTunes yeah. reviews. Do you, want to, do you want to hear my story? I suppose I do. So basically, when we last recorded, which, like you said, is nearly two weeks ago... Story, story, story time. Uh, yeah, when we recorded last, which was, like I say, about two weeks ago, uh, yeah. what happened was, as we were recording the show, I noticed, as I was checking for the iTunes reviews for that evening, uh, that two new iTunes reviews had appeared. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We've got two new iTunes reviews. Now, when I went to look, the, the, sometimes it takes a while, I think, for them to get approved to go up. So yeah. although the number of, of re- ratings or reviews had gone up, the iTunes reviews didn't actually appear till after we recorded the show. So yeah. they've been there for a couple of weeks. So it's just to explain as to why I'm only reading them out now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is from uh, Exemptor Mr. Fish, or Exempt Mr. Fish 79. Uh-huh. And he says this. Hi, guys. Uh, stumbled upon this podcast back in the middle of last year and been listening every week since. Really enjoy the show and look forward to downloading the new one each week. All I want to say is, Duke, give Dark Souls a proper go and learn its nuances because it is a great game. Eh, one of, maybe. One of my favourites of this generation, and so my opinion may be biased. Thanks, yeah. guys. Keep it up. So thank you ever so much for that. That's excellent. And the other one's from Mark Hamblin, who says, uh, give the podcast 10 stars. Like that. Yay, 10 stars. Ten. This is by far the best podcast you will get on here. Uh-huh. The guys do a brill job and put a lot of time into it, so come on, people, download this now. You know you want to. You will not be disappointed. Come on, baby, download my podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the podcast, 10 out of 10, so thanks ever so much for that. I, I, I don't ever think that we're the best podcast on there. I think we, I do. We're awesome. We, we do what we do, and, best you know, ever. if people like it, then great, you know. Hey, man, it's no boast if it's the truth. Well, I'm I'm quite humble, <laughs> so I'm so humble. I'm an American. I don't do humble. <laughs> like, if you like it, doesn't feel to be all humble, Stuart. Uh, you take pride in the things you do well. Don't if, you agree? If you like it, leave us a review. That's the best. Yes, answer. yes, do that. 
So thanks everybody for listening, you know, and it's, it's really cool that everybody does listen. Yeah, it is awesome. Lovely, I'll tell you, man, I, we started this because there are a few people who are interested and it's just grown over time and so many people love the show and we're really thankful for that. So hooray. Thank you for listening. Yeah. The numbers of people who make it all the way through this show when Chinny's not here, and then if I were to miss a show, how many people stop listening to that? Or when you miss a show, how many people stop listening I don't know. to that? I mean, you see, I mean, on an average week, we get about from from the numbers, we get about two to three thousand people a week who listen. So it's a fair amount of people. So this week is probably about fifty. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, Chinny, I shall turn it off forthwith. It's probably about fifty people this week. So you know, yes. probably no one left. Thank you, all fifty of you. Yeah, thanks to the fifty who stuck through to the end of this <laughs> yeah. show, and and we do apologise if it's a bit rough because you know no editing again this week or very minimal. Sorry, editing. you apologise if it's a bit what? Yeah, if it's a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> Get uh-huh. it, everybody! Yeah. I made it funny. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um. So that's about it, really. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks, everyone, for supporting hey. us and leaving us nice reviews and keep on doing that kind of stuff because it, uh, it makes us happy, you know? Yes, you know. It, does. it does. It definitely does. It does. So thanks ever so much for that. And on that note, we need to get the hell out of here, I guess. So uh, hey, Thanks for listening, everybody. See you, everybody. Here, wait. I wonder if we can get Chinny to say Jama Fool. Jama Fool. There it is. Wow, well, I think that went better without him, to be honest. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes wonder why we bother having him on at all, to be honest. Yeah, really? What a loser. I know, yeah, I couldn't even bother. You know, we changed it all around and he couldn't even be bothered to turn up. Oh, so aggravating. It's totally annoying, really. Unprofessional. I know it is. I mean, and then he comes up with some sort of, you know, like, sad excuse that he was ill or something. He didn't even sound ill, you know. Yeah. In fact, I could hear, like, I'm sure there were, like, pub noises going on in the background. I, I think he was just... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was even, like, really ill. I think he was just... Some Faker! Sort of, yeah, feeble excuse or something. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, anyway, Chinny might be back next week, so we'll have to put up with him again. Oh, I know. But, you better have some games to talk about. I'll but that's what. what happens. You have to make sacrifices when you do stuff like this. Yes, right? Make can. allowances for people. Exactly. Be tolerant. Yes. <laughs>